Welcome back to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends and two dogs discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. John. I'm Tony. I'm Chael. I'm Achilles. <laughs> I'm Achilles, bitch. Each of us has picked he a specific... He talk like that. He's from Norfolk. He does. He's a sweet old man. Oh. Each of us has picked Probably a specific... Probably like somebody's grand. ...movie genre. I have horror thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. I have action adventure. We take turns selecting from our movie genres, movies that, in our opinions, have not received the respect they deserve. We won't see these films on anyone's top ten list, but maybe by listening to our podcast, you can give these films a second chance. Today's pick... On uh, the podcast! Is Ben's pick? It's Ben's pick! For my birthday! Oh, that's right. It's, it's Ben's birthday, birthday pick for you. Welcome to June. We have another birthday pick for me. <laughs> You're, You're e- worth celebrating. Are you going to read that email, or we're, we're, we're done with We're going to do it at the end. Well, oh. well he I'm gave not... his thoughts. I'm going to read his thoughts at the end. We will let him go first. But I'm not going to read his synopsis of the movie because we're going to talk about the movie. That's what Carlo's going to do for the next hour. Yes. (laughs) Sorry, Ben. Skipping your... I read it. It's a beautiful synopsis. (laughs) All right. Well, this movie from 1987, Roxanne, it was directed by Fred Schlepisi. Mm-hmm. And he also he did all for the nookie. directed um, Six Degrees of Separation, IQ, Mr. Baseball, mm-hmm. and Mr. Words Baseball. and Pictures. Yeah. What happened to my photo album? Okay, sorry. It was based off the play by Edmund Rostand of Cyrano de Bergerac. And the screenplay was written by Steve Martin. And I didn't realize Steve Martin had written the screenplay, <laughs> and I was reading the trivia. And then I went through Steve Martin's IMDb, specifically looking at the things he had written. Mm. And I was like, Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. I didn't know he wrote half of those things. What did he write? I didn't write that down. Oh. I just know he also stars. Welcome back to the podcast from Father of the Bride and My Blue Heaven. <laughs> I'll, I'll look at it while I did glance it. at them, and a lot of them were movies that he also was in, so. Probably. Yes. Uh, also starring Daryl Hannah. Welcome, Welcome back, back to, to the, the podcast. podcast. For her fourth time, Splash, Steel Magnolias, and Grumpy Old Men. Yep. Um, Shelly Duvall. Welcome back to the podcast from oh. Popeye. And he's large. <laughs> um... Uh, Andy is played by Michael J. Pollard, who's a welcome back from Tango and Cash and Scrooged. That's right. Damon Williams, welcome back to the podcast from The Last Boy Scout and Last Action Hero. And Rick Rosevich is a welcome back to the podcast. He was Officer Cooley on Streets of Fire. Yep. But he's (laughs) also in Top Gun and Pacific Blue. All right. So Steve Martin wrote The Jerk. He wrote The Man with Two Brains. He wrote um, The Three Amigos, Roxanne. Oh, he wrote that, Amigos, that show he's on right now. L.A. Stories, mm-hmm. A Simple Twist of Fate, Bowfinger. Only Murders in the Building. Let's That's see. What it's called. Shop Girl. Remember that? No. With uh, Claire Danes. I do. I know you do. The Pink Panther, The Pink Panther 2. Let's see. Anything else? No, that's it. I mean, there's like... The Academy Awards, he wrote his jokes for that when he was out, so those are listed, and he did a bunch of sketch stuff, but those are, like, his movies. Like, I didn't realize that he had written um, the Pink Panther movies or Three Amigos or any of that. And didn't he win a Grammy for the best banjo album or something like that? I don't know. I didn't check that. (laughs) I stopped scrolling, like, 
when scrolling his IMDb, it goes to acting credits and then writing credits and then musical credits. And I didn't, I stopped after writing because I didn't care. <laughs> All right. Well, this movie has an 88 tomato meter, a 63% audience score, a 73 meta score, and a 6.6 .6 on IMDb. Had a budget of $12 million and a worldwide gross of $40 million. How does it call? It doesn't. <laughs> it never did. Ben acknowledged that in his email. We talked about it. <laughs> Thanks for paying attention to your own podcast. I actually listened to Splash this week, and I, in my downloaded podcasts that have not been listened to, most of them, the great majority of them, are our podcasts. <laughs> I download it every week, and then I listen to a Thanks bunch of other podcasts, <laughs> and then I listen to ours. But I listened to Splash this week. <laughs> and we did talk about it. Alright, so I have two reviews. Irish Chatter. Okay. Gave it a 1 out of 10. A boring Steve Martin movie. Really? I really was left disappointed. I like Steve Martin in his goody films. I'm guessing maybe goofy. I don't know. Yeah. But this was not one of the best he has ever done. It was actually rather boring. Okay, his character is meant to have a big nose and is in love with Daryl Hannah's character, but I guess I just needed more. I think the movie needed more humor and maybe not have it too long. I had to really stop at 15 minutes of the movie when I got bored. <laughs> Way to give something a chance. <laughs> I was you like, can't write a review of movies you didn't watch. How long was uh, Roxanne? Hour and 47 minutes. Yeah. And I've seen lots of movies that I watch, and I like the, um, the first part of it, I'm like, this is fucking boring. But they've won me over by the end. You know, I've had plenty of movies do that. We've had plenty of movies on this podcast where I'm like, well, it was a little too long and a little too boring for me. But then... Hmm. And then I realized I was into it. Except for that one movie that Tony just hated, so it was two hours and one minute. There's a couple of movies where, I w where I'll talk about how much I dislike something, and then I'll be like... But by the end, I was so sucked in. I was so involved. I give it a yay. Everybody should watch. <laughs> there were only two one-star reviews, so that was one of them. Yeah, you should you should have your reviews kicked if you don't finish the movie. That's stupid. <laughs> so I watched the opening credits and didn't like it. One out of ten. Yeah. All right. So I thought this was funny. Ten out of ten. I like the bit where the man makes fun of him for having a big nose. That's the whole reveal. Wow. <laughs> Thorough. I have some questions about that scene. Well, also, there's more than one scene where that happens. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> so, anyway. Maybe he likes the part where Chris finally sees him. Because that's a good one. Yeah. But could have been any of them. There's multiple scenes. All right. So, what do you think going in, John? <laughs> I knew you were going to pick me because you looked that way. It didn't look at me. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> um, I thought, hey, I've seen this a lot. Oh, yeah? So. We watched it on DVD. <laughs> <laughs> we did the joke. Original theatrical cut. Yeah, we, we had it a rent on Amazon. It. We had a copy. I had credits. It really only cost me like 25 cents. <laughs> and I, I, I will talk about. Um, I mean, you know what? We'll wait for it. We'll wait for it when it comes up naturally. So I saw it and I, we own it. So I like it. Okay. But don't I still like it. We'll <laughs> see. What about you, Elaine? Uh, ooh, that's a, I, when I saw Ben's thing and we were talking about it, I was like, you know, I'm like, you should do it because it'll be fun to talk about. I was happy to watch it and <laughs> talk about it on the podcast. How about you, Tony? 
I was like, I liked this movie. It was one of those HBO movies that was on all the time. So I'd seen it a million times when I was younger. But I probably haven't seen it. I don't know the last time I've seen this movie. So I was interested to see if it held up. I feel like this is one of those movies where if you find it charming, you'll really like it. But if you don't find it charming, you're like, I don't think this is funny anymore. Because this is a lot of, a lot of times we'll see, we'll talk about movies that are from the 80s or from the early 90s. And we'll be like, and you know, you remember really liking it. And then you watch it and you're like, well, I don't find these characters charming anymore. Or I don't find this funny anymore. I've changed too much to like this thing. Like High Fidelity. yeah, so I feel like this is one of those movies that if you don't find it charming, then you're not going to like it. Hmm. So let's see if we still find it charming. Uh-huh. I had never seen it, so thanks, Ben. That <laughs> okay, was not a question. There's a movie Carly hasn't seen? No. Yeah. There's, there there's a couple. I mean, we're doing our best to remedy that. <laughs> we're at 300 and... I don't know. We're five years in. It's three eight. This is 317. Can I write it down? No. <laughs> mine was 316. Oops, sorry. So then that would make us this 317 if it goes in the sequence it always has previously. Which means Carly's seen 300 more movies than she's ever seen before that. Mm, something like that. Yeah. All right. Well, this movie opens with C.D. Bales on the phone promising that he's on his way to return a tennis racket he borrowed a year and a half ago. I know what that's like. Paycheck? When, no, no. <laughs> Yeah. When you loan something to somebody and they keep it forever. Mm. I should pick Joe. that movie next. I was not, but maybe I should. It was like, oh, yeah, then there. Especially when they find out that they already have a copy of it. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> the best. Immediately send you a copy, picture of your copy with their copy. But did he give it, give us back our copy or did he give us back his copy? We'll never know. I've also knows. never played that copy since I got it back from him, so I don't even know if it works. It might not even be the DVD. It might even not even be Did the DVD. Did you check the case? No. What? Maybe he switched it I'm out and he gave Jack you Transformers to movie. <laughs> <laughs> He's just still playing it. Like, damn it, watch it. <laughs> now I've got two DVDs worth three dollars. What are you spend all that money on? A stamp? Oh. I don't know, man. Non-stamps are way more expensive. All right. Well, as he walks, he sings about how he's walking. And uh, and he comes across. And we notice his very high waisted, loose baggy, <laughs> oh, yes. pleated pants with that super cinched belt. But the end of the belt is not in the belt. It's just flapping <laughs> there in the. Oh my God. I was like, oh my God, those 80s pants. And the white socks with the black pants and the black yep. shoes. Oh my goodness. And the yes. white. I kept noticing. I'm sorry. Am I the only one who's like, like, wearing pants. a short yeah. sleeve like, dress shirt yeah. I am, with a tie? I'm yeah. very against pleated pants on a man. I'm very against wearing a short, a short sleeve dress shirt with a tie. Against pleated pants. I don't have a problem with a short sleeve dress shirt and a tie. It's a look. People get hot. But <laughs> take off the tie. <laughs> but then you're not fancy, you're casual. Roll up the sleeves. I mean he doesn't. There's need no to be such fancy. thing as a formal short sleeve dress shirt. <laughs> <laughs> if you're wearing a short sleeve dress shirt, you're not formal. It's like a mullet. It's party in the front. No, it's business in the front, party in the back. Party but, in the but it's on the side. <laughs> yeah. Well, the back is business, the it's, sleeves. It's the mullet of attire. Part of it's a party, part of it's business. You want to help me out here? It's a business uh, party. It is the mullet of attire, but mullets <laughs> aren't good. So, so some shirts I don't aren't know. good. They made a comeback. Where? They're in style again. Where? 
in America. Yeah, people are wearing malls. In, Not in cool people. People in their 20s. Yeah. yeah These same people it's, that wear man buns or Crocs. No. Lots Crocs is the Crocs. official shoe well, of little boys of named Tim and Todd. Wear Crocs. <laughs> One of the guys at work wore Crocs to work one day, and I was like, "No." <laughs> well, I'm telling you, every time it rains, I have to. It's like a comedy of errors because ninety percent of the students are in Crocs, mm-hmm. and those are not slip resistant. <laughs> and they come in in their Crocs, and they're slipping and sliding all over the floor. They're really fucking. It's like, how do you there? not know that these are dangerous yet in the rain? <laughs> how many times do you have to fall when you arrive at school? <sighs> Anyways. Anyways, so they he comes across two drunk guys who have been golfing. No, no, they no. have ski poles. They have skis. <laughs> I thought they had golf. No, those no. are ski those are poles. Because we have to talk about this. Because, because <laughs> they, they start have, swinging they have, ski poles at him. I'm like, hit me with a ski pole. I don't care. Skis, oh. actual skis. They have skis and poles. Where were they skiing? Well, this place in is shorts. a ski. They have ski. They're poles. in shorts. It doesn't also, matter. They can be carrying a ski it's, pole. It's, it's a ski summertime. town. It's have, have, June. What's it called? Going through the town. The, yes. What yeah. is it called? But that's not year round. But you. But there's no snow. Well, where, maybe they're just carrying ski where, poles. Do you think they were? They, like, had, they were. They walking? didn't just have poles. <laughs> they had they drunk. actual skis. Right. Where well, they were had they? the skis? They had skis. They <laughs> ended up on the ground the whole time. He's beating them up with this tennis racket. Spoilers. I'm staring at the skis, and I'm like, where were they skiing? I don't know. Because even if they were, like, some people use those ski poles to walk. walk. Yep, it's a whole big hiking thing now. You know you could ski in the sand. They're on a mountain. (laughs) They're in a ski town. It did not occur to me that these were skis. I watched this movie three times in the last John, bust out the DVD. And I did not realize that those were skis. Yeah, because he's trying to, like, sword fight them with ski poles. It's like, they're like the most... But she thought it was a golf club. I thought it was a golf Oh no! <laughs> but no, I wouldn't want you to hit me with a golf club. They were carrying skis. They're in shorts and polo shirts, like they just came from a country club, which is fine. But they're but they're carrying skis. If they were skiing somewhere where there was snow in the middle of summer, which there is sometimes in the high mountains, people can ski all year round. They definitely wouldn't be in shorts. No. So but where? I have no idea. Where they skiing? I have no idea. But this is an Wait. actual conversation and I had today. Water skis are different, and they wouldn't have poles. <laughs> so they're not even water skis. They're snow skis. But today, when I went to come back in the building after my students left, there yep. were a bunch of athletes that had arrived, and we didn't let them in because I'm not with you. I don't, I don't let know anybody yep. in the building nope. who I'm not responsible for. But then I, like, knock on the PE teacher's office door. Nobody's in there. I see a security guard in the gym, and I'm like, hey, there's, like, athletes out there. And they're like, what sport is it? I was like, I don't know, but they have equipment. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They seem legit. And they were like, is it, like, softball? I was like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Some sort of sporting equipment. (laughs) It's like that guy guy on YouTube that breaks into places, and he goes anywhere he wants because he carries a ladder. If you walk walk fast and carry a ladder, anyone will let you anywhere. They're like, I got to get in here. Oh, shit. They're all like knocking on the... I'm like, I don't know you. Where's your coach? (laughs) He's in the Pentagon with a ladder. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't know what sport they were playing. I wasn't paying attention. I didn't know these were skis. I I watched this three times. (laughs) 
Anyways, they get in a fight. The dudes make fun of him for his nose. He beats the shit out of him with a tennis racket. Yeah. Which is very amazing. <laughs> Somehow doesn't damage the tennis racket, which is even more impressive with no. them being skis. <laughs> well, this is back in the 80s. They made things to last then. <laughs> He does say he admires their shoes, but he wouldn't want to be in them right now, which I thought was funny. Then he goes to Dixie's restaurant and gives the racket back to Dixie, who's his god sister. <laughs> yeah, which what is a god sister? So his godfather's her, daughter. It's his, a what? His godfather's daughter. His, his godfather's daughter. Yeah. His par- Her parents. Is that a thing? Yes. <laughs> we don't have godparents. I do. Oh, you do. I have I a godfather, don't. so I guess I have a god brother and a god sister. Yeah. That yeah. I didn't even know existed. <laughs> I would say, Mazel tov. <laughs> this is my thing. I Do would I have, say I have God uh, nieces and God nephews. Then I guess they just said kids. I, look, I would say that I mean, people who care. are really close with their godparents and are raised with their children along as if they were siblings would be like, well, she's not my sister, but she's my god. Like if you're trying to explain who this person is, especially like to a girlfriend, like you hang out with this chick all the time, and now you got a new girlfriend, and you're trying to explain who she is, and she's. Well, she's like my she's like my sister. She's my god sister. Like <laughs> it seems like just a way to explain why you're not dating this person. Because mm-hmm. I would have wondered how come he and Dixie yeah. don't date, but apparently they're god siblings. <laughs> so nearby, a woman named Roxanne, who's new in town, and she don't have to turn on the red light. Her cat Grover. She's in the. Open back door and trying to call him in when Who she steps outside. Who looks for their cat butt booty naked? She's not. She's in a bathrobe. It gets stuck in the door. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase. Who goes to get their cat and doesn't put something on but a blanket? <laughs> She's in a bathrobe. Mm-hmm. Now, put some drawers on, woman. I don't have a bathrobe like that one. However, I will say I have like a thick fleece bathrobe. Would you look? If I got out of the shower and Tony said the cat got out, I would throw on my robe, butt booty naked, and go out and look for that cat. I would just <laughs> yeah. put some cat food on the front That's and it'd come true. right to you. That's Here's true. some TMI for you guys. Every time I take a shower, and the dog wants to go outside. I let him out. I'm butt booty naked. <laughs> I just open the fucking door. I don't care. Daylight, middle of the night, whatever. <laughs> so there's pictures of Elaine naked on the internet. We have a enough. roommate who lives downstairs. In I know. House, so we don't walk around and naked. But I do upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> it's a rarity that she has clothes on. <laughs> if, it's, if it's cold, I'll put my... Like, I do mean, you own clothes? If <laughs> I get out of the shower and I... And, you know, after I dry off, if I'm cold, I'll put my... Yeah bathrobe on while I blow dry my hair so my clothes don't get all sweaty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, because it always makes me sweaty. But I open the door when I make it all the time. What do I care? People so, don't really pay don't that much attention that weird, to you. Really. It's not weird at all. Here's the problem. Okay, We're still talking about this? Okay. When she, when she gets her robe stuck in the door. She just takes it off. She just takes it <laughs> No. I live there now. <laughs> But the well, problem is nobody's coming though. Here's yeah, no, the I issue live I had with with this scene. Well, number one, the cat got out, so there is an open window. You're yeah. not going to convince me that there isn't. Because how did the cat get out? Unless she let it out. Even if you who, can't climb who, who, who? the way that CD does. CD does, we see that there's stairs that go all the fucking way to the top of that house because that's where they put the telescope. 
Yeah. So she could have gone all the fucking way to the top. <laughs> yeah. She definitely could have taken those stairs and gotten on the roof and gone in the open window that the cat went out. Yes. I'm saying there's definitely an open window in this house. But then the movie can't but happen. But then the movie wouldn't happen. Tony and I discussed it. We yeah. think that it should have like just happened and he happened upon her. Yeah, because yeah, they go way, <laughs> way out of their ways to make this yes. happen. And it's like, this, this didn't have to be this convoluted. Thing. Well... Also, so we just did Splash, which was three years previous, <laughs> and it talked about how shy Daryl Hannah was about her nipples. And here I am thinking, I think she used the same stump butt. <laughs> <laughs> Not that you can really see anything. No, you they can't. really cover it well. They cover it very well. Really looking, you're but the whole time yeah. I'm like, we all do. We studied it. Yeah. I think she's a stunt butt. <laughs> you think their stunt butt got to call? Hey, I'm gonna be naked in a film. You want to be my? <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Think she calls her? Is saving your phone a stunt butt? Yeah, I would. <laughs> she if got I had a stunt butt. She got like stunt butt. When Kill Bill Two came out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? You're not naked? Fuck. <laughs> All right. I've been doing so, squats for nothing. I could be a stunt eye. Here you wear a pad. A stunt eye. <laughs> CD leaves Dixie's and heads to the fire station where he's the chief. His crew is mostly volunteers and is a mess. They've started a fire in the station that he puts out when he arrives. He tells his men that he has a dream that the people of this community would f- would feel like calling the fire department is a good idea if they had a fire. Instead of a, no, no, do anything but call the fire department, which is the way it is now. Roxanne knocks on the door and tells him that she's locked out of her house and that she's not wearing any clothes. And he says, do you want me to get you a coat? And she's like, no, I'd rather stay here cold and naked. And so he doesn't get her a coat. (laughs) Which he would 100% get her a coat. He is a gentleman with tender-hearted feelings. Mm -hmm. We learned this about him. The fact that he did not give her a coat or a blanket or a shirt of any kind. He wanted to see her naked. He was fucking with her. But he asked. Hey, do you want me to get you a blanket or something? No, I want to be cold. All right. And they kind of set this up like he's he doesn't get it, but he does get it. You're right. We do know that he gets it. He's like Drax. <laughs> so on the way to her house, she complains about how come you didn't give me a coat, and he's like, "Cause you said you didn't want a coat." And he's like, "Look, people do weird things in this town, so <laughs> I take I'm what not... they say at face value." Also. I'm not walking across town naked without first attempting to climb on my roof. <laughs> We're back to that again. Yep, I, I need to put it out there. She walked across town through multiple people's yards. You go to your neighbor's house. If you can't get on your roof, you go to your neighbor's house. You ask them for a blanket or a towel yeah. or something. You mean to tell me nobody had their clothes hanging out on the drive on the, on the line in 1987? It's summer. Nobody had a towel hanging over their yeah. porch. <laughs> I'm gonna call bullshit on that one. Why don't you just break the fucking window? Oh damn it, Kelly! I'm door. sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's rocks. Yeah, you got a rock. Smash the fucking window. Go in the house. Call Dixie and say, "Look, I'm sorry, I broke the window because I locked myself out." Make I'm a spare, paying you nine make grand a, yeah. for the summer. So. Make, a, make a spare, make a spare key, and, and take I'll it out of that. Put some duct tape over it until you can get it replaced. Take I'll it out pay out the nine three. grand. I'm paying you for the summer. Like, how much would it cost to replace a window in 1980? What are you doing, dog? So they go to her house and his tool, he brought a toolbox with one tool, which is a credit card, doesn't work to open her door. This door doesn't take visa. So he flips his way up to the attic of her house and goes in the window. (laughs) Somebody else does that ain't Steve Martin. 
<laughs> you think he performed those yes, stunts? Yes, I think that's a stunt parkourer. Oh, probably. I did. Of it is. I, I said to Tony at some point, it kind of reminds me of Popeye in all the physical yeah. comedy. Yeah. yeah he's, is it because he's large? No. And I was telling her that. No, and I was telling her that. It's just like the way he moves, it reminds me of Because she Popeye. hasn't seen it, but it, I was like, he's he's kind of a physical comedian like Chevy yeah. Chase was. If you see The Man with Two Brains or Which All of Me, The Jerk. Which I haven't. The jerk, Which I haven't. Um, <laughs> Three Amigos. Nope. He's very I really want to watch the Three Amigos again. I haven't seen it. I want really to watch all time. of me again. Have you ever seen that? It's really dumb. Nope. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a sterling recommendation. Lily Tomlin gets stuck I really in, want to see all of me again. Have you ever seen that? It's really dumb. <laughs> Have you seen it? Actually, I, I don't remember. If I, Lily I, Tomlin gets stuck in half of his body, so I, they have to walk together. I don't and stuff. remember that at all. It's really dumb. Oh, it's... No, if I've man. seen it, I'm. I don't remember ever seeing that. But that doesn't mean that I've never seen it. It might. I might watch it. And it'll all come screaming back to me. And <laughs> I was watching, going through the, you know, the Tubi or whatever. Yeah. That's on something right now. Is it all of me? Yeah. I got. Where's my? I lost my phone. I'm going. I don't know. You know what? I want to watch again. Also, the Incredible Thor Ragnarok. I wouldn't mind watching that. You know, I used to watch the fuck out of that on HBO. When she used to sing, she wishes she was a little bar of soap. <laughs> Okay. Maybe we should do that for and her the monkey, birthday. Does the, the lady monkey? really shrink? Yes. yes. <laughs> she, she does. Mix, she mixes up the wrong amount. I've never seen it, but I don't have a birthday pick for you picked out. <laughs> it's crazy. The wrong, like, cleaners and stuff, mm-hmm. and it gets on her, and she starts to shrink. Uh. And then she shrinks and shrinks and shrinks, and then she might disappear forever. It's really, it's it's it was fun when I was little. Again, I haven't mm-hmm. seen it in, like, 30 years, so. I don't know, but something's, like, it's very of its time. Like... <laughs> The way that uh, that Freaky Friday I did with like yeah. the actors and the way everything looks and the way every they dress and but I remember it very fondly. It says it's free on YouTube. <laughs> well, there you go. On free on YouTube, Tubi, and Amazon. Of and course, freebie. it's on Tubi. Everything's on Tubi. The Incredible Shrinking Woman is probably on Tubi. Let's find out. Okay. Well, he throws a blanket down at her from the second floor and then finally lets her in, but he doesn't leave. Uh, he starts preparing some veggies and cheese. She offers him some wine, but he doesn't have a straw. But she doesn't have a straw. He can't drink it because his nose is too big. So did we mention that he has a giant nose? Yes. <laughs> okay. It's, so he inhales it through his nose his as nose if it was a party trick. Is probably what do you think? Three inches long. Yeah, I guess. Cause I mean. Even like Carly, your nose is like an inch long. Yeah. And mine is. So you got to think it's probably three inches. Yeah. Which is, it, I mean, it's enormous. And it just slopes down and is very pointy. All right. But he can't drink cups and cups yeah. with it. So they discuss how she studies astronomy and how he doesn't like it when they give space objects boring names like M31. And he likes her name, and makes her laugh, and then he leaves. The next day, a new professional firefighter arrives. Everybody at the station welcomes him and assume that he is good with the ladies because call him he maestro. is attractive. <laughs> yeah, which means nothing. <laughs> Tony goes, well, it does mean that he would have practice because women would have approached him in the past. Well, he's, well he, he's a really tall, strapping dude. 
that he probably he to be in shape like that, he probably did some high school athletics, football or something, you know. Oh, what I mean? he obviously continues to work out, but that doesn't yeah. mean you are good with ladies, it means you're good with dudes. No, but it means he, he <laughs> probably he was dealing with women in high school of some kind. He he just can't be I've never talked to women before. He's not what Raj from fucking uh, <laughs> Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory. He probably yeah, it's, it's unbelievable that someone who looks like that at his age would have never had this issue. Because what is no, he? No. What is he? Thirty? Twenty? Let's say he's twenty six. He's had, I, had I don't some. think this is unbelievable. Here's what I think. Yeah, I think. Tell me how men work. I think probably what he has is mostly one night stands. He goes out to bars with his buddies. He gets drunk enough that he, or drinks enough until he does. He stops feeling so nervous, and then he is able to. Be around a girl enough that she takes him home and has sex with him because he's good looking. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's ever been in any kind of relationship because if he he gets too nervous around women, he doesn't know what to say. So he's probably never really been in a relationship. Maybe he was in a relationship in high school, but one of those ones probably with one of those girls that never shut the fuck up. <laughs> so, he well, never had to say the, so he never had to talk. He was just that dumb jock that stood next to her while she just babbled about whatever stupid thing came out of her head. So I don't think it's inconceivable that he could be this nervous or awkward around women. I think generally he probably just has one night stands because obviously he knows what he's doing with his <laughs> equipment. Sorry, your <laughs> argument is invalid. You quoted Vicini without giving him proper um, quotation. So <laughs> oh, the other problem with that is he has no trouble talking to Sandy. He picks, Oops. He picks her right up. Oops. Yeah, but he wasn't initially attracted to her. Maybe it is only women that he's attracted to. Like he thinks he and put her Tony on a pedestal immediately. Yes, yes, he did in his mind, and he knew and, that she wanted somebody who was smart, and he's not. And I think he noticed her, and if he, and perhaps if she had approached him right away, and they had, you know, kind of spoken a little bit, it would have been different. But he didn't, and then everybody told him how smart she is and how wonderful, <laughs> and made her into this thing. Okay. No. You don't actually get to vote because you have no lack of confidence or charminess or ability. To <laughs> I'm a, to I was a very shy you, person. You are an extrovert. I'm an a ex- shy person. You are a very intelligent I have extrovert. A hard Your opinion time is invalid. Talking to people. What? No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> you ever are start talking and all of a sudden you catch what they said at the end and yeah. it just stops you? <laughs> You're a hyper-intelligent extrovert. You, your opinion on this is invalid. You have no idea what somebody who has these kind of issues would feel. <laughs> I don't want to talk to her anymore. <laughs> okay, well, why? Because you know I'm right? I'm, I'm sorry. What was that? Look, so game we- recognizes game. Introvert recognizes introvert. I'm sorry. Is the window open or something? There's a breeze in here. I he's hear some noise. Com- he's only comfortable talking about like sports. If he's only picking up chicks at sports bars, then they're able to talk about... you know, Like... This is game not game recognizes game, introvert <laughs> recognizes introvert. Lack never, of game, awkward recognizes awkward. That before I've heard game recognizes game, and you don't yeah. look familiar. Game recognizes game because that's what you do. You recognize game, but introvert and awkwardness recognizes introvert and awkwardness. Just because he's good looking doesn't mean that he's not introverted and awkward and weird around people that he considers smarter than him. Mm-hmm. Vic, okay. help me out here on this. Um, anyway, Vic is also an extrovert. He has no opinion. <laughs> Tony? I'm an introvert, but I have no trouble getting women. <laughs> Boom! Oh, wow. Woman! Got her. He has a lot of confidence. <laughs> Worked on you. I got records. 
<laughs> I just said it worked on you when she gave me a look. I'm like, you're you're married. Like, you it clearly worked. I was just thinking about when we first Damn, started dating, Tony really thought I didn't like him and he was never going to hear from me again. <laughs> Which was sad, but I had a little women uh, <laughs> wow. I was like, I had options. This is All right. Anyways, anyways. Um, everybody's at the fire station except CD. He's not there. So Chris and CD do not meet yet. Because he's walks... All the time. Everywhere. I was like, like the fire truck leaves and he walks. He walks, he walks everywhere. <laughs> but there's a car in a carport at his house. He just never is driving. Ever. I'm walking. Walks. I'm walking. So, I want to live. But we don't really know. We don't really know how far all these people live. No. Like everything that happens could have happened in a block. And maybe he's just like, fuck it. I'll just walk around. I mean. You know, if it's nice out and you like the city. And plus he gets to walk around and kind of. If this is. Keep track of everything. If this is a touristy town, especially like a big ski town, but this is kind of the off season. I mean, like the locals probably all live fairly close to town. Like if and, you lived at the ocean front and you yeah. were running around the ocean front, you would never drive. You just you know? walk around. This is a small, the, you know, they probably have like in Williamsburg. They probably have a couple streets of like downtown. And that's kind of where everything is. And the locals that there. have lived there forever probably have homes that are right around in this area. We're going to move there and I'm going to sing everywhere I go. I'm walking. I'm or like walking. downtown Portsmouth. I <laughs> or like downtown Portsmouth. The probably nice couple that, streets are all right there. So if you live yeah. there. I'm going to be the local barber. Or get, Yeah, if you lived in Ghent, you could walk around all over the place. All right. Because, you know, you don't want to move your car if you got that good parking spot. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Dixie and Roxanne go to a bar where Sandy is a bartender. That place is huge. Chris yeah. and Chuck. Holy, holy shit, this really bar. Really big for a small town. This bar <laughs> is Actually, huge as shit. This bar is half Do the you town. Know, you know what it reminded me of? Streets of Fire. The cave, the cave in Lord of the Rings? Of the, the restaurant at Bush Gardens. <laughs> the walk where they to have Mordor? That's what it reminded <laughs> me The pit of. that they kept uh, the mummy in? <laughs> the mummy? It's the biggest no. fucking bar I've ever seen in my life. The Sahara we Desert. To, it's like six cheers. <laughs> when we were in Michigan and we went to dinner at that restaurant. I didn't go. I know. I know you didn't go. Well, Audra. Then why is she saying at that time? <laughs> we were, in, she said when we were in Michigan, we went to that well, restaurant. That was me and Cross. Were you and Carly there? Did you go with no, Tony? me and Audra were, or me and Cross were there. Is we Cross went, in the room? It was after my grandma's funeral. We all went to this place, and it reminded me of this. It was like this kind of size, and everything it was, was dark that big? Wood, wood paneling, and it was like a sports bar. And I well, they went to a bar, and it was in a was small. In it was in a smaller town mm-hmm. because it was you know outside the suburbs. So Elaine went out mm-hmm. clubbing. So, yes. With cross. Oh yes. No, but I went to a restaurant. With cross. So Chris and Chuck also something go to this bar. Roxanne and Chris check each other out, but Chris does not go and talk to her. Chuck does and does not make a good impression. He invites her for some traditional mold wine and hot tubbing. All right. This dude's creepy as fuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is he? <laughs> Do you think he's not? Totes. Uh, I think he's slightly his, his sleazy, store, but I don't think he's dead. creepy. <laughs> okay, but he's wearing a fur coat. Yeah, that's creepy. That's why Elaine's on, on team creepy dude, <laughs> They he's, both like he's fur wearing coats. a fur coat. Can he's I, not a pimp. If I get him, can I get a fur coat? <laughs> Probably. I'm sure. I bet. But you have to hang out with a guy wearing a fur coat. 
Um, but I would also be wearing a fur coat. Well, you that's might fine have for a you. lot of dead not, animals around you. I'm house. not off put by taxidermy or by gentlemen in fur coats. So. Okay, there. I would wear a fur coat. I am. I know. In, in, in a town where no one else is wearing a coat? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it seems too, actually, it seems too hot to be wearing that fur <laughs> Probably coat. Again, yeah. why did they have skis? But not in the winter. <laughs> this town can't figure out its... This I town was very confused yeah. about what time of year it was for a while till I saw that Oktoberfest sign and it had the dates. It said it was July. Yes, yeah. because she talked about how He's freezing she was when she was naked, but everybody's in short sleeves and shorts. I mean, and then now you've added the skis. Yeah, this <laughs> town is really confused. Oh, what the fuck is going on? But if it's <laughs> high up in the mountains, that's what Tony said. At night, and, it might get very cold. And what? Like it could get cold at night, and it could be like okay. So, mm-hmm. it could be the difference between, like, Georgia, like, if you're in the mountains of Colorado or up in the mountains in California, and then you go to the coast in California, that could be a 20-degree temperature difference. Mm-hmm. So, if she's used to a lower elevation where it's she's gonna be 10, 15 degrees colder, I mean, fuck, I'll wear a jacket and it's 63. Like, I'm <laughs> some crazy old person. It's true. I used to wear shorts in the winter. And this is supposed to be in Washington State in the yes. mountains is where this and it's, movie takes I mean, place. it stays pretty cool there year-round. Well, they really filmed in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> the home of Ryan but Reynolds. When I first moved here, I wore Sparkles. shorts year-round. And now Shatton's it's 62 and I want a coat. So <laughs> The fur coat? Always. All right. So... I only wear the baby when it snows. Roxanne is newly single and wants to meet someone with a brain who that she can talk to. Chris just smiles at her from down the bar and then he leaves where we see him run to an alley and throw up. Which... <laughs> so if you make the eyes at each other like that, you know what that and makes they don't you... talk to you, I'm thinking, kind of interesting. <laughs> but Daryl Hannah stays on it like, hmm. Mm. I don't I mean, know. Maybe it's somewhere shot. to go. She doesn't know that why he. She doesn't know he left to go throw up. But he left without saying anything. But yeah, because maybe he was in a hurry. Well, she does start they, to think that he's not interested. He looks at her, but he won't talk to her. And when she gets the first letter, she's like, "I really thought it was just to be like, I don't like you." <laughs> <laughs> it's a hardcore letter. She does start to think like, I don't know, he's not interested. But that hasn't happened yet. I don't like um, your face. CD gets called to a house where there's a kid on the roof that won't come down. He goes up and talks to the kid who gets made fun of because he is chubby. CD tells him it'll be okay, but that they don't have to go down yet. The kid's like, do we have to go down? He's like, nah, we can, we can hang out up here. But, Kids are bastards. <laughs> but he seems to help the kid feel better. The kid seems happy just to sit on the roof Yeah. next to CD, who's also just happy to sit on the roof. <laughs> So, at the fire station, the guys show Chris their new computer. <laughs> their 1987 computer. It was a big deal in 87. <laughs> they can see about a fire anywhere in town on this computer. It's crazy. And Andy wants a floppy disk drive. Wow. About meeting the chief. He's like, the chief's kind of funny looking, and you shouldn't say anything. Well, the fireman, I know a funny and looking. Chris is like, I'm not going to say anything. And he's like, yeah, but you know, sometimes things just slip out. That you didn't mean. <laughs> so, CD helps Roxanne move the telescope to the rooftop patio at her house. <laughs> All right, now that's just mean. Like, hi, I just met you. Help me move this really heavy telescope well, up the she stairs. She doesn't ask him. She says to Dixie, I can't get it up there. And Dixie says, I'll have CD help you. <laughs> 
So she just which asks is something a sister would do. That's how you know that they're a to sister. help her. <laughs> and her landlord did. But then CD uses it as a reason, as a way to get her secret out of her, because he just yeah. stops midway up the steps and, and isn't going to help her. And he's going to let her fall down the stairs if she doesn't tell him the secret. Which is that she thinks she discovered a comet that she won't be able to see from this telescope. <laughs> no, her, that her, her uncle, uncle is watching. Her uncle in the big telescope is looking at that. What the fuck are you doing here? She just can't not have the telescope set up, I guess. Like, because of what she's well, into, she just she needs went, this to be set up look, for her. Her uncle is watching for it, but... It's not due to be here until July, whatever, whatever. No, so she's up in the mountains, like, so it's probably as clear skies to see stuff. Like, she doesn't need to be at the observatory watching it. Yeah. She she just likes to look at stars. Yeah, <laughs> but she, yeah, she likes to look at stars. Of course she need, she wants her vacation telescope. <laughs> Don't you have a vacation jazz triangle? Yeah. I imagine it fits in a little case. It though. does. <laughs> Smaller than your usual triangle. No, it's the same size. The Are you sure? Size. Are you sure it's not like travel a, size? a miniature travel size version? It's trouble size. No, because that affects the sound. <laughs> that affects the sound. It's trouble size. Look, no. I'm all about that bass. It's trouble size. I'm all about that bass. I'm no going to keep saying it till I get a reaction out of Tony. <laughs> he seems to be refusing. But the, the jazz triangle is easy to move. You know what? I don't need people to help me move it up to the observatory. But what if I you have, get, like, look, the I big got, one that's, like, a gong? That, I don't do that. That's, that's not my thing. Not a gong. A big one the size of a gong. I don't have one that big. But you could if you wanted to. What the fuck want to do with a triangle that big? You can't play jazz on that. I, yeah, but you can play something else. <laughs> you, have you heard jazz? Your experimental music. I don't do experimental music. <laughs> yes, I you play do. jazz. Yes, you do. I've heard Emotional Knapsack. Well, that was a remake from an uh, a 80s cover band. Okay. It's a 90s cover band. No, it was the 80s. No, it was the 90s. Was it? But so I'll be there for you. If she's right about the comet, then she gets to name it, and she gets to graduate. <laughs> Dixie, Roxanne, and Sandy go out to, like, a diner, and Chris shows up there, and the mayor is also there and greets Chris. I love that the mayor wears the t-shirt with the blazer thing and the oh, sleeves yeah. rolled up. Miami I'm like, Vice. oh, that dude washed my Miami Fred, what's his name? <laughs> Don Johnson. Fred. No, the actor's name. I love Fred him. Willard. Fred Willard. Yeah. He's so good. He's also a firefighter. He had a lot of well, acting all... credits. He's a small town, that, so a small town. I buy that. that. You know the. He's the mayor. That's why I said it might just be part of his support of the, the town, and he loves and... this yeah. town. He clearly loves this. I town. feel like all of the guys that are on the fire department. Okay, I feel like CD is the only one who is an actual. Fire official The fire rest of them treat it like, like a they're moose all, lodge or something. Yeah. <laughs> this is just something they do for prestige to say they're on the volunteer fire department. I think Chris is on the fire department as a yes. paid fireman. Yes, yeah. he's I know. the only one. And Everybody else is a volunteer. Here's I what I think. I think perhaps they had someone like CD and there probably was one other person that was a paid fireman or two people mm-hmm. are paid firemen and maybe one of them left or retired and Chris took that guy's spot because they probably only have the payroll to pay like three guys. Especially when they're doing Oktoberfest in July. And everybody else is... I think that's a good idea because it gets cold in October. It's like, you know, the VV Volunteer Rescue Squad. What? (laughs) I would never do that. That are always asking us for money. (laughs) So, but the mayor greets him very loudly as an efficient and brilliant guy. 
with ladies. <laughs> That's part. Yeah, they that all under well, his they breath. all assume that he's good with the ladies. Yeah, you know what else? Guys don't do that either. <laughs> So you're he, not impressed by a good a dude that's good with ladies if you're not good with ladies? You don't think people are impressed with how good you are with ladies? I'm not good with ladies. Yes, you are. <laughs> you don't think people are good impressed with how good you are with ladies? How no. easy it is for you to talk to women no. and make women laugh and no. smile? No. Yeah, I think they are. Everybody I can think the laugh. mayor Come on. is probably I'm not, better with the ladies than I mean, almost he seems every like other dude in this okay. town. <laughs> what she said. But, so anyways, um... He and Roxanne share a lingering look, and uh, to let it linger. (laughs) And he loses it again, (laughs) flees to the bathroom. Roxanne jokes that she'll talk to him when he comes out, invite him for some mulled wine and hot tubbing. But he's in there a really long time. He never comes out. He's been in there ten minutes. You can't talk to him now. (laughs) He never comes out because he splashed water on his crotch. And fled through the window. <laughs> Honestly, at this point, I'm thinking he's got IBS. <laughs> Both times I've seen him, we've 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 made eyes at each other, and then he just beats he me. Bullshit. I think he maybe has means? IBS. He'd be a shitty date. Mm. We'd have a crappy time. Oh wow! <laughs> then we see Roxanne going window shopping in town, and she comes it across would be lay poop. Chuck shop uh, all things did. <laughs> he has new freeze dried animals. This <laughs> intrigues me so much, and I'm so sad she didn't go in there. Because what? Who, I'm sorry. How do you make a living from taxidermy? What was and it? And you have a store front. Her 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 mom did. Yeah, but, but she but made that, was that out like her out, house. out of her house. That was out of her house. That I was guess, out of her house. I guess there's hunting there, so maybe some people. Yeah, we just, are in in the. A lot of people are gonna yeah. do the because it's probably not taxidermy like psycho or whatever where you make like a beaver it's probably more of mounting buck heads and horns and shit well yes but you know. and i'm sure anybody that does taxidermy does not plenty of deer heads yeah mm-hmm. that's probably what but it is. i'm sure it's also beloved pets yeah yeah and that and beavers because <laughs> you know what they say two beavers is better than one that is what they say mm-hmm. that's twice good. the fun ask anyone so, on his way back home, CD sees the mayor with a cow that he has decided what will be this? the town mascot. Bossy. They'll put it on the corner of their posters, teach you how to drink a beer. It's brilliant. And I thought CD was going to say something about, I don't think you should teach a cow how to drink beer. It was the 80s. It was fine. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but it he was. Goes, <laughs> he goes, and I was there. I saw it. He plucked it, and he put it in his pocket. Is it, dare I say, genius? No. no. Like he, CD has a lot that of fun. That scene went on way longer. Yes. I remember that scene being in the preview. <laughs> and it was on a couple VHS movies that we had. So we had to watch the same thing. CD believes and may be correct in thinking that the entire town is idiots. And he's the smartest. And he just walks around have, having fun with them and then not even getting it. Because, he does. Like, he fucks with those old ladies a lot. Yeah. Yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> that was just to get to see if she, he could they get could Chris, stop Roxanne from having sex with Chris. Yes. Oh, at the fire station, a couple of different firefighters warn Chris about being careful not to stare at or say anything about the chief's nose when he meets him. This is when Terry's like, "Oh, Damon Wayans is in this yep. movie." Yeah, <laughs> so Damon Wayans is in. I was like, "Is he?" And I was like, yeah, oh, he yeah, kind of. He's home to class. He's in like five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> he's one of the firefighters. No, he's home to clown. 
Okay. Later at Never the bar where Sandy works, CD talks to the mayor about how he needs a real fire department. The mayor says the town needs to grow, and when that happens, the fire department will grow too. They're doing a big Oktoberfest promotion, and they'll see how it goes. And I was like, is it October? No, it is not. <laughs> see, I want to live in a town where Oktoberfest is in July. <laughs> you just want to live in one of those small towns that has a lot of festivals. Well, you know what happens to cool. small towns that have a lot of festivals? Like Pioneer Days? Volcanoes. <laughs> Dante's Peak, y'all. Yeah, I get it. So, <laughs> then he sits back down next to Roxanne and Dixie. A man and comes places by. places with festivals have tourists. Yes. A man comes not by the and all these festivals. haunts him. Now, this dude has to be friends with the skiers. Who knows? Well, this guy just goes up in here and says, I hear you're tough. Yeah. Or something like that. He just approaches him. It's not like CD accidentally spun, spilled a beer on this, no. or he lost a game of darts. No, but I heard just, you're tough, so I want to fight you. Yeah, he just came it's, up yeah, and but, was like, "I heard yeah, you're tough." That's it's everyone, real weird. But no, because everyone says that because they're always like, everyone that anytime CD gets brought up, they're like, "Dude, don't say anything about his nose; he'll fuck you up." That's yeah. basically what everyone says. So I'm sure someone said it to this moron, and he was like, but, "No, fuck, I'm bigger than this guy. I I'll fuck him up." I want. Like, yeah. no, it's no, weird, dude. but it's weird how I approach. Like, he just approaches him weird... seemingly out of nowhere. Yeah. And then, <laughs> when he insults his nose, you see one of the guys with the skis, one of the skier guys is at the bar and it's like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have to know each other. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Um... Oh, I lost my spot. So, okay. Right CD tries to blow him off. The guy calls him Big Nose and he won't leave him alone. Exactly. So, the best he's you can like, do? look... Yeah, that's a shitty insult. All you got is big nose. You're faced with this, and all you got is big nose. And he's like, you can do better? And he's like, yeah, I hear. Here's a dart. Throw the dart, and I'll give you as whatever number you land on. I'll give you that he many He picks bags. up the dart, he throws it to the board, and it goes 20, and he goes, shit. Two out of three. <laughs> and he does it again. And he's like, dart's champion. champion. 1987. <laughs> that was just so funny. Which I shit. see, and this is why I was like, he, he should have come over and challenged CD to darts. Yeah. Why? Well, how's that prove you're tougher than him? I beat you in No, darts. but then when CD doesn't want to... A rounding game of feathers will always get him riled up. <laughs> no, but that would at least be a reason for him Who to approach you, him. I hear you're good at darts and trying to get CD to play him in dart. It would at least Who give no. him a reason for approaching a complete stranger out of the middle of nowhere. It's so weird. He's trying to establish I get, dominance. I get it's the 80s, but it's so weird. <laughs> it's like... It's not for guys. <laughs> guys are assholes. Especially, so especially in like, bars. No, that tracks. We yeah. don't totally weird. do that. <laughs> yeah, again... Totally like, been tell me how men think. Because or been this is 100% what happened. And yeah. was like trying to talk to Roxanne and CD told him to go away. Like, there's just no reason for this guy to just from. There's no reason in the in movie. In your mind. In the movie for nope. this guy to just get all up in CD's face from jump with yep. no previous provocation. Yep. Just because I heard you're tough and I think I'm tougher. That's it. Mystery solved. Stop trying to make it some big deep thing. Not, nope. not a thing. Nope. That's I'm it. Not, I'm not saying that people don't do this in real life. I'm saying that from a viewer perspective, it makes no sense. It does to all the dudes watching. Tony? Yeah. But See? this is a romantic comedy. Yeah, written by a dude. Just romantic <laughs> comedy. All right, so he has to provide 20 insults. Did you write them all down? No. Damn it. I, I didn't write, write a down. single it's one down. The, it's in the IMDb. Do you want me to read it? No, yes. No, we were going to guess them. Don't read it. We have to guess all, all of them. All of them. All of them. Yep. Keep that man away from my cocaine. That's one. 
Really? Oh. <laughs> I, I don't you know. You must love the little birdies to give them this to perch on. That's and two. that's straight out of Cyrano de Bergerac. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Let's see. Last, the world lasts with you. Sneeze and it's there's goodbye. Seattle. <clears throat> there's one about it's gonna blow. Let's start with obvious. Excuse me, is that your nose or did a bus park on your face? You don't read them. One is your nose was on time, but you were 15 minutes late. Yeah, that's one. Everybody's did your parents lose a bet Everybody God. take cover. She's going to blow. Fashionable. Keep you know you could de-emphasize your nose if you wore something larger like Wyoming. He's got the whole world Just let me in read his them. nose. I thought we were going to guess him. Never mind. It's more Fine. fun to guess him. Anybody can read him. Personal. Well, here we are. Just the three of us. Punctual. <laughs> All right. Devlin, your nose was on time, but you were 15 minutes late, which also is a nod to the original play. Envious. Ooh, I wish were, I were you. Gosh, to be able to smell your own ear. Naughty. Fun. Pardon me, sir. Some of the ladies have asked if you wouldn't mind putting that thing away. Philosophical. You know it's not the size of the nose that's important. It's what's in it that matters. I like the one about the orchestra. Humorous. <laughs> laugh in the row. Last with you. Sneeze. And it's goodbye, Seattle. Commercial. Hi, I'm Earl Scheib, and I can paint that nose for 39.95. And I remember Earl Scheib. <laughs> Polite. Ooh, would you, not, ma- would you mind not bobbing your head? The orchestra keeps changing tempo. Mm-hmm. I like the one about pleasing two women at one time. Too. Melodic, everybody. He's got the whole world in his nose. Sympathetic. Oh, what happened? Did your parents lose a bet with God? <laughs> then the birdies one. Then scientific thing. Say, does that thing there influence the tides? Obscure. Whoa, I'd hate to see the grindstone. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Which is a think piece. Mm-hmm. Inquiring. When you stop to smell the flowers, are they afraid? I like that one. I like that one, too. Mm-hmm. Like French. <laughs> Sir, the pigs have refused to find any more truffles until you leave. Pornographic. Finally, a man who can satisfy two women at once. Hello. Mm-hmm. Um, then he asks how many that is. and They, they say 14, 14 but, it's, but it's not. It's, it's more. more than 14. Mm-hmm. Well, they and probably that, did a bunch of takes where he did a bunch of these. That's what I said, yeah. And the pornographic one them. is not included in the TV edit. Really? They removed that one. That's only in the original theatrical huh. copy. Well, I watched on HBO, and it was in there. Yeah. I know. Well, that was HBO, but if you were watching this on TNT... I didn't. I watched it on HBO. Out. Religious, the Lord giveth, and he just kept on giving. <laughs> disgusting. Say, who mows your nose... Or, disgusting. Say, who mows your nose hair? Paranoid. Keep that guy away from my cocaine. Carl Aromatic. Shader. It must be wonderful to wake up in the morning and smell the coffee. In, in Brazil. Brazil. <laughs> Appreciative. Ooh, how original. Most people just have their teeth capped. <laughs> and finally, dirty. Your name wouldn't be Dick, would it? And that's all. And the about. dude says that he is a smart ass son of a bitch. The CD says flat that he's nose. a flat faced, flat nosed, flat headed. And <laughs> 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 goes to walk away. The dude tries to punch him. He hits him with the haya. The dude goes down. CD leaves. And Chris goes to the bookstore to pick up a book on philosophy for Andy. Roxanne is in the bookstore and thinks he got it for himself. So she's building him up, too. <laughs> Which is what you do when you have a crush on someone. Yeah. At lunch, Dixie tells CD that Roxanne paid her $9,000 to rent the house for the summer. CD thinks that is way too much. <laughs> I also think it's weird how much Roxanne and Dixie are hanging out when Dixie is the landlord. Mm-hmm. Like, it, they act like they're longtime friends, but they just met. Mm-hmm. It is part of the deal. I got to rent you the house. The nine grand is because I also have to be your best friend. Oh, yeah, my 
<laughs> I'm sorry, Chael. I don't know what you got you all excited all of a sudden. Are you okay? <laughs> He's just going to stare at you. <laughs> okay. Um, CD thinks that's too much. Dixie thinks CD likes Roxanne and should ask her out. He says he's busy and has women lined up due to the old saying about the size of a man's nose. And uh, then he asks the old ladies if they've heard the one about the man's nose. And they're like, ooh! <laughs> but apparently he doesn't date because of his nose. Dixie thinks he should get a nose job or at least try makeup. And he's like, rhinoplasty is such an ugly word. And cosmetics are just not him. It's just the word, rhinoplasty. <laughs> He makes it look like it's his choice not to get a nose job, but we find out later that it is not his choice. Mm-hmm. Sandy comes up to them and tells them that they should have stayed longer last night. CD was awesome, and Roxanne was very impressed. She went on and on about how impressive he or how funny he was. Sandy thinks Roxanne is falling in love, but hasn't realized it yet. And CD and thinks they need that... to space these two statements out mm-hmm. because they gave him the impression it was him. That's fucked up. Ladies, put it on receipt. Don't do that shit. So he thinks, ooh, maybe she likes me. And he is elated. This is when he goes to the fire station and finally meets Chris, who, despite all the warnings, (laughs) is like hypnotized by his notes. Hardcore stares at it. And he's like, it's hypnotizing, isn't it? Yeah, it's hypnotic. And he's like, it's huge! Which... He said it was going to be big, but I didn't know it was going to be when big. People have a, when people have an unusual feature, as long as it's not a strange disfigurement that's hard to look at, it's hard not to look at. No. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, when sure. someone has a lot of tattoos or unusual hair color or wear, you know, like, or is wearing lime green pants and a lot of teeth yeah. or something. Like, you tend to notice the things that are off. Out of the norm, yeah. <laughs> so the rest of the firemen flee because they're like, oh shit, this is going to get bad. But he's like, want to play some pool? And Chris is like, oh, you're not going to kick my ass? He's like, nah. He's, he's like, like, normally I would, but today, yesterday she didn't and today she does. <laughs> so the guys come back and they're like, you, you got a sense of humor about your nose? And he's like, Chuck no. Chuck says that. Yeah. <laughs> and then they he run. slams Chuck against the wall. <laughs> And then we see Chris helping CD train the rest of the guys to be competent firefighters. We get a training montage that is filled with failures. These guys are pretty bad. Roxanne sees CD while she's riding around town with Dixie and asks if she can talk to him. They go on a hike. This is what we saw. And I was like, this is a long fucking walk. Yeah, holy shit. And we're like, but he does think that maybe this is going to be romantic because yeah. now he thinks she likes him. And what happens is she's like, I have something forward to say. I want to get to know someone better. Someone that I think is interesting and different, intelligent and handsome. But I haven't talked to him yet. And he's like, oh, shit, it's not me. <laughs> and it's Chris. He works for you. And he's like, if I'd have known that, I'd have whooped his ass. If I'd have known that, I wouldn't have walked this fucking far with you. <laughs> well, he took her to well, he see, does like the walk, though. Yeah, he's like, true. he took her to, to see a view. And he gets there, and she's like, you're right, it's the ugliest view ever. So, like, he didn't even take her to, like, his favorite spot or a great spot. He took her to, like, this well-known terrible spot. But it was still pretty. He did that to be funny. <laughs> he, he does everything to be funny, I think. <laughs> he was being so. ironical. 
So he's so like, she's like, can you talk to Chris and see if, if he's Toronto? into me and think? see if he wants to talk to me? So then CD like, goes to the plastic it? surgeon's office and is like, I'm ready this time. We're fucking doing this. They're fucking? No. Oh. <laughs> like, I watched the wrong movie. <laughs> he's like, cut it off. And the doctor's like, I can't do that. And he's like, yes, you can. He's like, you're allergic to anesthetics. You've been in a coma before. This is not, we're not, we can't do it. He's like, we'll do it the old-fashioned way. And he holds up a bottle of alcohol. And the doctor takes it from him and is like, don't be stupid. And he's like, can I look at the pictures of the the nose cards one more time? Why would a doctor have nose cards? Is this a common thing? I think plastic surgeons have pictures of boobs and you can, you can like look at the implants to see if they'll work for you. Take your cans. Not that I've ever done that, but I've seen it on TV. (laughs) I'm sure they have cards to kind of give you an idea of what size and shape you like. Back then they probably did, and now they do it all digitally. Yes. And one of the cards is actually Steve Martin's nose. It's the last one. I was like, that's a good one. How are you, old fella? <laughs> so then CD talks to Chris about how Roxanne is into him. Chris is thrilled, but then immediately panics because he can't talk to her. And CD's like, seize the day. Carpe du gats. Yeah. Actually, he said carpe diem. Carpe du gats means seize my nuts. Ah, well. <laughs> he asked him, have you ever heard carpe diem? He says, I don't know. Is it something about fish? <laughs> Back at the fire station, Chris tells CD that he has figured it out. Roxanne likes him, so what's he afraid of? He's going to write her a letter, which will give him time to craft what he wants to say. I'm sorry, even in 1987, this is a dumb idea. <laughs> yeah. The guys are doing a training exercise and can't get the fire started so they can put it out. Andy's coat is on fire, and they try to put it out with gasoline. Andy, your coat's on fire. Thanks, Chief. No, not with gasoline. No. <laughs> <laughs> Like, these are the, you see them, they're just too dumb to walk and chew bubble gum, but. Yeah. I'm sorry, if they're this dumb, they can't be firemen. No. They're going to kill someone. CD decides to buy some cosmetics to try to hide his nose. Because as I understand it, being a fireman is actually really hard. There's a lot of, like. The firefighting part, I imagine, is really hard. But, from what I've understood, what I've heard. I wouldn't know. And it probably wasn't easier back then. (laughs) Because. They don't look like they have a lot of equipment. They look like they have the old hook, the old ladder and hose, and that's it. Like, how do you, what do you do? We well, put the water like, at the fire. They got, like, CO2 bombs and all kinds of crazy equipment and shit. Darth Vader masks. So he talks to the clerk about how he has a friend who's trying to de-emphasize a large feature. And, and the store clerk's like, well, there should be some shading. And he's like, how would my friend go about doing it? Of course, everybody knows it's for yeah. him. But then as soon as the clerk goes in the back to get a fresh one, uh, Roxanne comes in and he's like, hey, I talked to Chris about you. He's going to write you a letter. And she's like, isn't that how somebody breaks up with you? Yeah, she's very confused, <laughs> as she should be. And he's like, no, it's romantic. And as soon they start talking and the clerk comes back out and he's like, gift wrap that, please. And the clerk's like, okay. And she's like, do you have a girlfriend? And he's like, or... My sister's for my sister, and he's. She's like, you have a sister. He's like, no. <laughs> for my sister's girlfriend. Sure. <laughs> um, but we know you have a sister. We have her a name odd is, sister. Her name is Dixie. <laughs> and she should have put two and two together. Oh, it's for my sister. Oh, Dixie. Mm-hmm. And that should have been the end of that conversation. <laughs> 
Chris nervously sits down to write. He calls CD and brings over the letter for him to read before he sends it to Roxanne. <laughs> Do you like me? Check this box. <laughs> I hope you like me. If you want to get a why, in my mind, it sounds like that. <laughs> what you, you worked on this a long time. <laughs> All night. It's a long time. <laughs> CD's like, you can't send this. And he's like, how do you feel about her? And he's like, I don't know. How did you feel when you first saw her? Horny? And he's like, you cannot write that. You can. You have to write, like, I was moved. Or was moved. Um, I was Something on moved. fire. <laughs> <laughs> and then they keep up this kind of letter writing where he's like, what happened next? He's like, I threw up. And he's like, okay. Once I saw you, you were my only nourishment. Yes, overcome with emotion. <laughs> So Chris is like, you know what? You need to write this letter. I can't do it. And he's like, I can't do that either. That's wrong. And he's like, no, it's the same as what we're doing now. You're just taking what I think and turning into something that's worth reading. <laughs> and he's like, I'll take care of the food. You just write the letter. And CD like, seems to think it. this is a fun challenge. He's like, you got to get nice paper. We need a nice pen. And he gets all wrapped up in it. And he's a calligraphy and he used a seal, a wax seal. Because all the cool guys have wax seals. Wax. <laughs> Right, Carly? Yeah, you do. Tony does. I don't know about anybody else. <laughs> Tony wanted to wax seal the wedding invitations, but they no, the, wax the wax seal didn't came come till too the late. day after. He sent the fucking wax. No, the seal. Oh. He but. got like a Batman one, I think. Nice. <laughs> All right. So, Roxanne receives the letter. The firemen get a call about a cat in a tree. Takes six and a half minutes for everyone to arrive, which is pretty good. Then they rush to get their gear and run out without using the truck. When they get guys, <laughs> guys, take, take the, truck. the truck. When they do, they end up having stuff fall all over the place off of it. The CD gives them some time and then walks over, opens a can of food under the tree, and calls the cat. Snowball. Immediately comes down from the tree. Which is what you do. Like any door or cat out of wherever, get some food, food, mm-hmm. fish. So Animals like food. CD walks back to the station. The guys drive past him. That's so why when Achilles comes over, he always comes to see me. Because when he comes over, I give him bacon. Oh. Every time. I'm training your dog. <laughs> but they didn't put the ladder back down. So CD tries to chase them, but and he can't I'm sorry, catch but them. the physics there yes. are baffling. Yeah. Because they back the truck in, and the ladder's coming out the side. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so... Then we it's see a black hole in there. Yeah. <laughs> Roxanne showing CD and Dixie some stars as they talk about how these groups of stars are mutually attracted to one another and how it's kind of romantic. And Roxanne recites some of the lines from her amazing letter that Chris sent her. Roxanne is melting, but also confused. Why did he dodge her so much if he feels these things? <laughs> she wants him to ask her out. It is a bit this is weird. Though it never occurs to her that maybe he might have trouble saying these things out loud. Yeah. Like the reason you write someone a letter. It like if you could possibly see them and talk to them in person. It's because <laughs> you have trouble saying these things in person. Like you know, you're sitting there, you're thinking about it, you have time to correlate your thoughts, to edit your speech, to make it yeah. Feel. Like, it never occurs to her <laughs> that... She should put her phone on. That he has a... I already turned it all the way down. I don't know why it made noise. 
Clearly, like, has a that hard is time not with this. It's true. Like, if I'm upset with somebody, it's easier for me to write it down than to say it. Because I get too emotional. And maybe he does. Maybe he gets emotional. I don't know. He doesn't, but that's not, you know. So, Chris is thrilled, then immediately panics. He can't talk to her. CD's like, I'll help you. I'll help you memorize some stuff. And he's like, I can't memorize anything. He's like, of course you can. You memorize the Pledge of Allegiance, recite it. Have Pledge of Allegiance to the flag of the country, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, CD's like, we'll figure it out. We'll figure something out. And they decide that CD will sit in a van with a radio. And Chris will have an earpiece. And we'll and Chris and CD will be listening and tell Chris what to say. Because tonight I'm a hunter. <laughs> he arrives at Roxanne's house in a hat, and that he says he's wearing because he's a hunter, and she's his prey, but not a defenseless prey. She's a lioness. It is an exquisite evening filled with magic and portents. <laughs> that was creepy. <laughs> I mean, at some point, the radio they're using starts alerting CD to something with car three that Chris hears and says aloud. Confirm. Confirm what? Confirm my feelings. There's a heart here that wants you to know that there's a possible 502 on Main. Proceed to Main. (laughs) It's like uh, an anchorman where he'll just read anything that's on the thing. (sighs) Like he like clearly that's not what CD is telling you to say. So anyway, there's a bunch of feedback. Both men take their headsets off. Chris isn't a hunter anymore. He talks about how nice out it is. And she's like, oh, so you're a weatherman now. And I'm like, that was kind of a bitchy thing to say. (laughs) (laughs) He's clearly crying here. And she's like, I love your letter. It was beautiful. It seems so extemporaneous. And she's like, say something wonderful like in the letter. And she's like, tell me about the night. He says, it's extemporaneous. (laughs) (laughs) And you should just go, that's not how writing works. No. And so she's like, why? He's like, this is wild. She's like, yes, the night is wild. This is how improv works. Like, love can be wild. <laughs> she's like, say something romantic. And he says, why do birds suddenly appear every time you're near? She's like, isn't that a song? He's like, yeah, they made it a song. Did you write it? No. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and wow. she's like, use your own words. And he's like, you have a great body. Your knockers? No, not your knockers. Your breasts are like melons. No, not melons. Like pillows. Like pillows. Could I fluff your pillows? Okay, now I have to tell you. She's like, I gotta go. (laughs) John says fluff your pillows a lot. (laughs) I never heard it before. Well, he's not talking about boobs with you. That's true. I mean, just in life in general, I've never heard that before. I've never talked about boobs with Carly. Well, that's not true. That's not true. We have TikTok. Actually, TikTok, yeah. But nobody's ever said fluff the pillows. (laughs) But it's one of those things that John will say, oh, he wants to fluff her pillows. And, you know, it's just what he says sometimes and it makes me laugh. We're watching a movie like he wants to fluff her pillows. And then, but I never realized that it comes from this movie. Sometimes I'll see, because... Until you see a movie, you don't realize that someone's quoting it all the time. Yes. It's like, That's wow, true. you've been saying that since 1987. Like, <laughs> you're killing me, Smalls. Mm-hmm. If you know, you know. If you don't know, you don't know. Yeah, I Why say that all the time. <laughs> do, you, do you get it or are you just... <laughs> no, it's from Sandlot. I know yeah. it. I, I know it you've seen it. Yeah. Have you seen... Have, I know you've seen it because I showed it to you. Did you see the Sandlot commercial that they have out? No. And it's the fucking redheaded kid from the Sandlot and he's... And he's uh, Pitcher, or no, he's a catcher, 
and it's all this stuff and all this stuff. Damn. And he doesn't say, you're killing me, Smalls. Mm. So it's like, what did you fucking do this commercial for if you didn't say that line? Like, that's the only thing that's you That's the do. only thing you, everyone knows you for, <laughs> and you don't say that line? I mean... I mean, that, that guy's entire life, you go somewhere, they're yelling. Yeah. You're killing me, Smalls! Because that's why I watched the commercial, because I'm like, he's going to say it at the end, and I watch, and he doesn't say it. I was like, well, then what the fuck was the point of this? So, anyway, she shuts the door on him, and Chris runs to the van. CD has to help him. CD's like, I don't think I can help you. Fluff the pillows? (laughs) She's like, we're beyond saving. We need to go. He's like, but it was working. She wanted me. I know it. And he's like, she wants someone who looks like me and talks like you. So they go to try to talk to her through the bedroom window. Chris throws some rocks and breaks the window. Roxanne is pissed. And he tells her that he was an idiot and stupid and bumbling. And CD is trying to mime what Chris could say. That was a stupid, bubbling pointer. Pointer. (laughs) Eventually they tell her... she keeps listening after that. Yes. Yeah, I don't think so. I wouldn't. Um, she shouldn't have listened to begin with. Like, the, whole th- the whole thing was weird. After the, the fluff and the pillow, stuff that, that he was over. saying was weird. Nobody talks like that. <laughs> like, sure, you might write that when you're writing down a letter that might be like poetry because you're writing it out. It's all this, but you don't talk no, like that. That's no. not how writing works. And then, like, and then the tone of his conversation changes. Okay, so she gets mad where she should just be like, I'm. I'm not interested. She should just be like, she shouldn't be mad. She should just be like, I'm not interested. This is weird. And go in the house. Because I'm sorry. Is, you're not right. And then and, she's and so we've all done furious that. when he's trying to apologize for being the weirdest weirdo ever. And we've, but the thing is, she's into the weird. Yes. <laughs> so we've, all, we've all done that, though. We've gone on dates, and you're like, this person's cool as shit. And then you hang out with them for a while, and then some stuff starts to come out of her, and you're like, oh, this isn't the person I thought it was. Mm-hmm. And you're I, like, okay, well, then I'm, I'm kind of out. We'll be cool I about really it. I really wish I could have been dating when the Lemon Law came out. Because I really, really want to be on a date with someone and have it go bad and be like, oh, lemon law. And just leave. People do that all the time. But they don't say lemon law. law. They just say, oh. Oh, I got a phone call. I got to go. That's fucking lame. It's the same thing, though. Um, It does. It's exactly the same thing. Why are you trying? You're trying to make yourself feel better because that person knows that's a bullshit phone call. But But if you just say, hey, lemon law, I'm going to pay for my dinner and get the fuck out of here. That's why you. That's also very hurtful. That's so why is the oh I got a it, phone call my aunt is, died yeah but I that's said, why you that's why you leave thing, the phone and he says it's the same thing and then talks to me like I, I, like I do you should just say you know I just don't think mm. that this is going well that's why you have your friend call on your phone but you leave the phone there and you put stuff in your hands and you're like oh honey can you can you answer that for me I need Tony to come right now his grandma's on fire oh I gotta go that way it doesn't seem fake <laughs> grandma's on fire yeah sometimes she got on fire. <laughs> Who made that phone call for? Wow. Oh. <laughs> All right. So, anyway. I, didn't know you then, so I, really <laughs> would lo- I would have loved to have been that phone call. Eventually, they tell her that Chris was afraid. I just want a lemon law. Of worms. It's afraid of worms. <laughs> After this, CD just takes over and stands in shadows so he can yell up to her. He can't save Chris at this point. She says no. she can't hear him. And he says it's because his words have to rise up and they're having trouble finding her. But she says, but why do you sound like Steve Martin? <laughs> exactly. Her words float down. <laughs> and she said, that's not how words work. <laughs> she says his voice sounds different. He says it's because now he can be himself. He's protected by the night. 
she wants him to stand where she can see him and he's like no just listen he tells her that he's in orbit around her just floating weightless like the blue man in the chagall he sees her he hears his name her name everywhere he is and will always be the one who loved her without limits. And Chris is like, dude, too much. And she is eating it up. Well, it's also the it's also this other bullshit where people like, I love you, uncon like crazy unconditional like love. They've the never first time we met, you know what I mean? It's like today. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Like you've seen her, wrote I mean, her a letter, and then tell yeah, you love her. Has love spoken her. to her Creepy a number of times. As shit. Yeah. But Chris has never spoken to her no. until today, so this he can't the possibly of try hard. Yeah, this is worse than when Ted told Robin he loved him the first date. Yeah, so just... he even steal a blue French horn. So, anyways, they he professes his love for her. They're both trembling with their feelings. Chris yells that he wants to make love to her, and he's like, "Shut up, Chris!" <laughs> <laughs> and he's like. You can do it, though, and there will never be another tonight. Why should they sip from the teacup when they could drink from the river? And she says he can come up. CD has gotten so into it that he starts to go up himself. And then... <laughs> he's like, I want to hit it. <laughs> it's not him, though. Chris walks by and he's like, I think I might be falling in love. And CD is both elated that he did it and upset that he did yeah. it. He's so fucking pissed. <laughs> Which you would be. He's arguing against his own self-interest, which doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, you don't know this motherfucker. Yeah, Help you, me. I don't you really, know you. You really don't. You're my subordinate. I can Fuck off. And even if you... I mean, that's a movie. It's a point. But it's like, okay, I'll write a letter for you. Whatever. I'm not doing all... Like, what the fuck? Yeah. You just saved my life in Nam or something? Like, what the fuck am I doing this for? This, this goes yeah. way further than nice one... I'll read something. your letter over favor. Yeah. And... Let's... Let, Let's circle back to that letter favor. Because the more I think about it, what did you think was going to happen when you wrote that letter? Yeah. Like, you didn't just spruce up his letters. Yeah. Which is what you should have done. You should have mm -hmm. said, okay, well, you can't say it well, like that. Well, his letter says, do you like me? <laughs> Check yes or no. <laughs> God, if I could figure out how to send you a text message where I could put check yes or no boxes... I mean, I know I could, but I really, like, I almost sent you one today. Write it said, down, like, on a piece of paper, you put the boxes, you take a picture, and you send it. Ooh, I could do that. Well, I was thinking, oh, so they have like little setting boxes. up a poll? Yeah. Do you like it, yes or no? Well, that's a lot of work. Well, Click. Yeah. Well, we were watching it, and John sent me a text message, and he goes, it's a love letter. Both lines. Oh. So this is when there's a group of older ladies in the neighborhood walking. CD falls out of a tree in front of them and pretends to have been abducted by aliens. It's a pretty good fall, too, man. It's a great practice. Yeah. It's like, where am I? Oh, wow. No time had passed at all. I want to do this. I, I so, really so want to do this. I love the one lady that's like, this is ridiculous. We're going to miss Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but he's, he convinces them to go to Roxanne's house by telling them that the aliens were specifically interested in older women to have sex with. Because they really know how to do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they're like, do we? <laughs> but, also, but they're going to check it out. There was nothing sexy about the description of these aliens. No. Like, <laughs> if I, but if, one lady said it's but been so long. But these ladies are thirsty, is what I wrote. These women are thirsty. <laughs> they're hurting. They are so parched. Like a great <laughs> desert. So they'll they, take that. 
They rush to Roxanne's house to find out if there could really be aliens that want to have sex with them. And uh, we cut to Oktoberfest in July. <laughs> the slogan for the event is, it's like October, da da da, in July. It's a great slogan. <laughs> it tells you everything you need to know about this event. It's like June and January. Except for no one is there. There's just like a few people walking down the street as if this whole ceremony isn't happening. And the mayor is like, God damn it. <laughs> While they're sitting there kind of watching this failure happen, Chris and CD talk about uh, how they nervous Chris Yaya was Ding last Dong. night. <laughs> you, you've heard Yaya Ding Dong? Yeah. And apparently Chris didn't say a single word <laughs> once he went into her house. And he was so nervous, he couldn't do it the third time. <laughs> That's a lot of sex to have without saying a word. <laughs> There's a lot of grunting. Yeah. I mean, but even think, in between, did they just... You'd think there'd be a little bit of talk in between one and two. You would think. Oh. Because, I mean, I... It takes different gentlemen different amount of times to be ready to go a second time. But it Not also Chris. takes ladies. Of, give me a minute. Chris had Red Bull and Viagra. Uh, maybe. Which was interesting in 1987. Because neither one of those things. <laughs> so Roxanne goes to talk to CD in his office at the fire station. She tells him she's catching a plane in 20 minutes. I was like, you better hurry. Uh, <laughs> she was right about the comet the university called. She asks about Chris and asks CD to tell him where she's going. She gives him the address and tell him to write to her. Mm. Chris is at the bar where Sandy works. This bar is pretty dead. Oktoberfest is not happening. <laughs> she talks to him about how funny he is and how important his sense of humor is. She gives him cards and he shuffles and deals. And she's like, ooh, you'd make a good dealer in Vegas. I know, because I've been to Tahoe. <laughs> it's such a weird thing to say. But he has no problems talking to this girl. No, and they have a connection. <laughs> she's moving to Tahoe. She says they like young cocktail waitresses there. And then when she's older, she'll move the 60 miles to Reno, where they like older cocktail waitresses. She asked him where he's from, Albuquerque. She spells We don't it, talk about Kirky. Which is a old bar bit. She always wanted to go to San Francisco. He's been there. Talks about he, how he likes to just go be with the Redwoods. He brings a meat sandwich. There's <laughs> also venom. And then she's like, I should stop talking to you because aren't you going with Roxanne? And he's like, uh, we can still talk. It's no biggie. And so they talk about New York. So and he's already cheating on Roxanne. He's hit it and quit it. Yeah, he has hit it and quit it. <laughs> Three times. One time, one night stand, dude. That's what he does. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> at home, CD starts writing Roxanne a letter while his pet bird is perched on his nose. He writes letter after letter after letter after letter CD after letter. Pet bird, a pet pet fishes and pet cat. At one point, there's a pet cat that I didn't <laughs> notice the first two times I watched it. And it doesn't move the whole scene. And I'm like, that cat is, is dead. it from All Things Dead? <laughs> Did his cat die? Chuck gave him a stuffed cat. <laughs> you know, when our animals die, I'd like to get some stuff. But I don't think Elaine would like that. It was, apparently, she's not turned off by taxidermy or fur coats. She said it. <laughs> 
I have a fur coat. I have no problem with that. All right, when Chael dies, we'll get him stuffed and leave him in your beauty room. No, no, that's not what she said. No, no. <laughs> you wanted If him you want him stuffed, <laughs> first of all, you're going to have to pay for it. <laughs> because we wouldn't even pay for our previous, to get our previous dog's ashes back. <laughs> what the fuck are you going to do with that? You put it in a jar. What are you going to do with the stuff? What are you going to do with the stuff? <laughs> and second of all, if you were to pay the thousands of dollars it would cost to get your dog taxidermy. I would fuck with a lot Then of you would need to keep it in the studio. <laughs> no, I would pay stuffed shell and put him next to the bed and poke you to where you're asleep and wake up and make it look like he wants to go outside. So then you'd be asleep and would you get You want to wake like, me up? Yeah. Before you go-go? <laughs> you want to do with sleepy, irritated Elaine. Yeah. That's a big no-no. You don't wake me up. <laughs> the other morning, sleepy, irritated Elaine forgot to put her coffee mug under the coffee pot. Sleepy, Street. irritated Elaine got up and said, it's 4.30. I'm getting up anyway. I'm like, it's 1.30. Go back to bed. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, I updated my phone to the latest um, iPhone, and the numbers are back bold. Oh, good. But anyway, the numbers on my phone that I walk me in the, the kitchen and the were like really faint and kind of rained out oh. as if they were made of fog. And Elaine's I don't know how it happened or why, and I couldn't fix it. But then I updated the my phone this morning, and now it's back to normal. So, so I don't know what the hell the door, happening. They hit me in the oh. face and then said, I put them back where they were. I have a vivid so memory of putting I'm pissed them off now because she just hit me in the head with a, with a shovel. I'm like, what are you talking about? I put them and back. And now she's lying to me. <laughs> I'm not lying. I know I put them back. I so I wrote, are you going with, I put the I shovel put in the rake behind the door and closed it. I put everything That's what you're right going with. Where I, I ha- there's something wrong. I might have a tumor. Like, I know I keep saying that and it's kind of a joke, but there's something wrong. My brain does not work anymore. I can't, re- I'm constantly forgetting words. I cannot. I'm, a, I'm similar, right? Like, yeah. I do things tumor, and I completely forget. If I don't write things down at work, it's not fucking happening. There is a problem with my brain. I have a whiteboard, and yesterday, and I write my list on it every day. This is the stuff I need to get done. Yesterday, one of my students was listening to the iPad at the table where my whiteboard was, and he apparently was tapping. He erased my whole fucking board. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god! I'm I don't list. remember what was I write everything fucking down at work because I will forget. Like, I walk into rooms and I don't know why I went in there. Oh, I do that. How many times a day? Because I'm at minimum five. I'll get up and go upstairs like, fuck. I'm not hungry. There's something wrong with my brain. It's not working properly. I don't know. Like, I think I might have a tumor. You don't have a tumor. I, it's got to be a tumor. Would you? It's not a tumor. Thank you. But maybe go to the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> well, I went to the doctor when I was having all that chest pain, and she told me it was nothing. Uh, yeah. Which is still happening. It's probably, not nothing. Because you eat too many chips. I've been getting heartburn a lot lately. I probably should go to the doctor. I haven't been to the doctor. My doctor gave me the pills, and it cleaned it right up. I take Tony's pills yeah. when I get heartburn. <laughs> it's really good. Because I, I don't heartburn go to the doctor myself. In the middle of I get heartburn, I take Pepsi. It works. But it's not, like... My fucking sternum hurts. It hurts all the time. And she's like, there's nothing physically wrong with you. And it's stress. And I was like, thanks. But it hurts all the time. Because you're stressed all the time because you go into rooms and forget why you're there. 
That is stressful. <laughs> and my husband is constantly mad at me because I forget things that I'm like, no, you I You hit me that. in the head with a shovel. I hit you in that with a shovel. You put the it shovel. on the back of the door. What do you think was going to happen? Shovel hit you in the head. <laughs> I obviously didn't think that's the whole point. <laughs> and then she wants to argue with me that she didn't leave it there. I'm like, really? Then, because my head hurts him, and I didn't fucking put it there. I'm like, and then I sent him this long thing. I'm like, I'm super sorry if I left them there. But I have a very vivid memory of putting them away. And if I didn't put them away, then I don't know why. <laughs> I remember putting them away. And I'm sorry. At this point, but I didn't want to hear because I had just been hitting every shot. I know. And then he didn't speak to me for the rest of the day. I was busy. <laughs> he didn't okay. accept my apology. Because you hit me in the head with a shovel. Let's talk about what CD does. All right, well. (sighs) She, one day he's a Dixie's and she tries to talk to him. And I would leave Chael in front of the door. Like you'd walk in the door and shut the door. I'd put taxidermy Chael right in front of the door. So when you open it, he's there. That wouldn't bother me. It's not like if. It would freak you out. (sighs) Ha! Stop no, doing that. It wouldn't. No, that's what you got to do with the it clown. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to die. I'm not saying do that. I'm saying I was just going to say, it wouldn't bother me because it's dog shit. It's not like it's a statue of a person or a cardboard <laughs> cut out of the it clown. That's one of my favorite stories from the neighborhood. Or fucking that. Georgie. <laughs> All right. So he's a dick. I'm afraid of Georgie. Georgie didn't kill anybody. He seems down and distracted. She asks him... Um, what can you sit on, sleep on, and brush your teeth with? And he's like, I don't know what. A chair, a bed, and a toothbrush. It's a terrible riddle. Sometimes the answer is so obvious that you can't see it. You need to tell Roxanne that you love her. And he's like, well, I kind of did. <laughs> this is a good metaphor, but a terrible riddle. <laughs> What's the point? He's like, I said all the right things and made her feel the right way. I just wasn't the one who uh, made love very to her. confusing. I don't think you should reveal these in, this information to Dixie, even in this confusing, garbled fashion. <laughs> then Chuck comes in and tells CD that he's working for Chris tonight because Roxanne called. She's coming back early. CD freaks out a bit because he never told Chris about the letters. He just told him that she left. He didn't say she asked you to write her again. He just did it. <laughs> and he wrote her a shit ton. 20. Letters. Whoa. After he runs out of there, Dixie looks at the envelope he left behind and reads the letter he was working on. CD goes to Roxanne's house, rings the bell, then heads up the side of the house into her room to try to talk to Chris while Roxanne walks to the door. He isn't fast enough, though, and she gets back before he can warn Chris about the letters. Chris does see him, though, so he goes back down and rings the bell again. This time, Chris is like, I'll go down, thinking he's going to be down there like we saw each other. Oh, uh, the time before me. cell phones. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like all of these things would be very also, easy to do. Also, she keeps going to answer the door. I'm not answering that door. <laughs> no. I did see, answer the door today, though. I know. That's <laughs> so, <laughs> so creepy. <laughs> he's like, I know, I watched it. <laughs> no, you told me that the ride was here. No. Oh, that wasn't it? So... I took I had I took my car to the dealership to get this special coating on my windshield. Oh, then. And I guess they I don't gave know. <laughs> me no, and so they um, I took the courtesy shuttle home, mm-hmm. and then my car was finished, and so they were sending another courtesy shuttle uh, to pick me up. So I'm in the dining room, right? And they send me the text: your courtesy shuttle is on the way. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm texting John. Oh, they're gonna come get me. Whatever. The doorbell rings. So I assume. So I answer shuttle. it, thinking it's the courtesy shuttle. 
Who was it? It's not. It's the lady that got in the car accident the <laughs> other night who wanted to know if our ring doorbell camera had picked up her accident. And nope. then I said, no, ma'am, I'm sorry. It's motion activated. So you have to come with in front of the doorbell yeah. for it to activate, activate. and start actively recording. The, the whole day. Yes. yes. <laughs> and terabytes and terabytes of fucking... It used to do that. It used to do that. And recorded everything. Yeah. And it would go off that's, nonstop. That, first of all, that's a service you have to pay for, and we don't. Ugh. And no, second of all... We pay for that. We pay for it to activate and records when you get to our door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It used to hit the street. It, but... We don't pay for that, and we have monitored it. And I'm like, no, it only picks you up once yeah. you come into onto the steps area. And I'm sorry, I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't help you. Also, Chael scared the shit out of her because he tried to go out the door when I opened it because I thought it was a fucking courtesy van. And we've trained the dog. And he likes to go out front and greet me. Yes. And he likes to go outside and pee. So then I had to like hold the door shut while I'm shouting at her through the. Not, you know, talking about this poor lady just trying to, you know, like, hey, yeah, because she's in a really bad, like, I came home the other night and half her car was missing because, and there was like six cops out there. Wow. She got, I don't know what happened, whether it was her fault or not, but she's know. probably you trying don't to have prove it. So you can't <laughs> help her. She's probably trying to prove it was not her fault. Yeah, actually. But I don't care whether we have footage of her or not. I'm not going to court to submit my <laughs> ring doorbell footage. Actually, you would have to go to you can go to court for that. Fuck off. But I don't give a shit about this stranger's car accident. Okay. Sorry, universe. I don't. <laughs> she don't listen to our podcast, lady. But so I thought she was a cursey van, so I answered the door. And it was a stranger. And if I had known, there was no cars in the driveway. So oh, she didn't she know anybody was fucking home. Mm. Okay. Well. Is that her? Yes. <laughs> well, because I'm like, wait a minute, maybe I do have But a... when the courtesy van did get here, he didn't get out of the car. I, he just sent me a text it. message that says he was in the driveway, and I just went out. <laughs> All right, so. Anyways. This time, Chris did goes to the door was... to no. talk to CD. CD has gone back up again, though. She was going to leave us a note, but I answered the door. <laughs> well, there's me. So, anyways. I'm telling my ass was so big. CD ends up downstairs it's with Chris. It's not big. It's perfectly proportioned. And he says, I wrote, or she, I sent more letters. And he's like, you sent more letters? He's like, yeah, how many? Uh, three a day. Three a day times six days. 18 letters? 20. He's like, 20 letters? Yeah, that's Give ridiculous. or take. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That's a crazy person. It's- <sighs> Insane. So this is why she came back early, though, because he sent her twenty letters in six days about how much he loves her and how amazing she is. She just they had only, to see him. <laughs> they only had sex the one, the three times. <laughs> like she left almost immediately. Yeah. They weren't together for weeks. It no. Yeah. They had one date, and hope I guess he was good in bed. Because they had sex three times and he didn't say a word. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, baby, ooh, baby, ooh, baby. (laughs) So she wants him to be his real self. He's like, this is the real me. I like hanging out. I like mixing it up at the gym. I like working out. And she's like, no, not like that. She don't have to be cute with me. He's like, but I am cute. (laughs) Can't I just be cute? And he keeps trying to kiss her. And she's like, no, I don't care what you look like. I fell in love with your words. And he says he's not feeling well and please. Friends, if you're curious, I'm looking at our ring doorbell footage and that wasn't recorded. But when the 15 cops showed up in the fire department, that recorded. <laughs> <laughs> so. so so I have that. We can send that to her. 
I didn't get her information because I said, I'm sorry it doesn't record that. That's okay. I'm, I'm also, sure she doesn't need that. <laughs> also, it doesn't point at the intersection. It points at directly in front of the house, yeah. which is about 10 feet before you get to the intersection. Mm-hmm. So you can see that suspicious guy that rides out his bicycle all over the place across no. the street, which I think is probably a drug dealer because no grown man in a hoodie if it was a a, is it. Yeah. bicycling in July every day. <laughs> Unless there are next to my neighbor. <laughs> Who might also be a drug dealer. Right before. He's and got a hoodie in a backpack I and he's on a bicycle play. every day. I don't, he's probably not a drug dealer. He's, next but, door to us is an old man and his son, who's uh-huh. got to be like Tony's age. Mm-hmm. And he, the old man or the son? The son. <laughs> always is in like black. <laughs> I heard that. He's always in like black wide like pants and a black t-shirt and he rides, he doesn't drive unless his dad is in the hospital and he has to drive his dad's truck. He, he doesn't like everywhere. to drive. He rides his bike everywhere and he wears a black hoodie. He's in all black all the time and he wears a hoodie and he does have a backpack and he rides his Look, it's the same guy. He rides. He's always on his bike riding around, and half the time you'll see him fifteen minutes for fifteen minutes straight in July in his hoodie with his backpack on, sitting on his bicycle like just Um, on the corner. I never see this dude sitting anywhere. I only see. I see this dude all over the place. I suspect he's a drug dealer. We are right next to the house where he's leaving and coming back, not where he's. I don't know where he goes. He's very nice. If we're outside, he always, like, he gives me a very respectful nod. I've made eye contact with him more than once when he's been riding his bike. The neighbor? No, I don't make eye contact with our neighbors. I don't want them to talk to me. This I make eye contact with the guy. Right. Right. He might be a drug dealer. He might be. But he's very nice. But the, so. there was the two new neighbors. There were two girls out there. Mm-hmm. And so I was trying not to see, ooh, are they getting in a car? Or nothing, I don't know. Mm. Okay. I don't know, but sometimes there's a yappy dog and sometimes there's not. But there was five cars in that driveway the other day. I'm like, how many fuckers I live think in that house? Our neighbor is running an Airbnb. Because <laughs> sometimes there's no cars. Sometimes there's plenty of cars. Sometimes there's a yappy dog. Sometimes we won't hear that dog for days. You know what? I think I need to find out. And I can get back to her in two moves because the guy from Jiu Jitsu used to date the. Frank. Yeah, but he said she was crazy, so he stopped talking to her. Anyways, this is not <laughs> Dixie takes the letter that she read to Roxanne and pushes it under the door. Sandy's getting ready to go to Tahoe. Chris comes up and she's like, are you coming? And he says, yes. She asks if he told Roxanne and he says he couldn't do it, but he'll write her a letter. He's got experience with that. Tony goes... So he was just trying to get one more bang out of her, wasn't he? <laughs> wasn't he before he know. left town? Maybe he went over there and he was going to tell her, but he chickened out. But he kept trying to but he kiss seems... her. He's like, I'm cute. And he kept trying to kiss her. Maybe. And climb all over her. Also, <laughs> Chris is a turd. He's very, yeah. He, but he's very comfortable with, oh, what's her? Sandy. 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 Like, obviously, this is the girl for him. Their timers went off. He feels comfortable <laughs> around her. He doesn't need to throw up every five seconds. This is a girl he should be with, and I'm or glad Chris, that he found her. Or Chris is a moron because he, he's, well, giving, up, he's giving up a professional firefighter career to go be a dealer in Reno. Tahoe. They, Tahoe. And they can make um, a lot of money, though. I know, but yeah. like a, a dealer in Vegas, they make over 100 grand. He also, yeah, but, he could probably do both, let's be real. Yeah, you could do yeah, both. Actually. <laughs> So, anyways, um, at the fire station, 
CD is told that Roxanne called and sounded weird. She wants him to come over to her house right away. When he gets there, she has him read the letter from Chris saying that he met someone else and is headed to Tahoe and that he's truly sorry if he hurt her. And he spells it wrong. <laughs> then she tells him she found another letter <laughs> under the door. That's how I spell it. This one is from him. And, uh, and she makes him read it. Yep. Yeah, out loud. <laughs> and, and then when it's done, she's like, uh, finish it. And he says, I did finish it. He's like, no, flip it over. And on the back, Dixie wrote that CD wrote this and to call her. And Roxanne is like, I looked through all the letters and you wrote them all. And, and he's like, yeah. You know what I was thinking? He's going to bust Dixie. I started singing. <laughs> you're gonna bust Dixie. You're gonna. She's like, you were the one that talked to me under the awning, weren't you? And he's like, yeah. You're welcome. And uh, she's like, all this time it was right in front of me, and I didn't even see it. Then she punches him and calls him a bastard. Um, for look, her. you don't get to hit a guy like that. <laughs> and John was very upset she hit. This is one of those things like women are allowed to hit men if they're mad. No. Like and we he. Know how you feel. He tries to leave. <laughs> But notice, he tries to leave and she chases him down and goes to hit him again. And he's like, no, bitch, you're not hitting me anymore. And grabs her arms. Good for you, Steve Martin. <laughs> so he says he was trying to make her feel good. And she's like, he was playing. She says he was playing with her emotions. That's also true. He says, you could have figured it out. The signatures didn't match the rest of the letter. And she's like, I'm not. When you get a love letter, you're not looking at the signatures. That's also true. And then, Unless it was anonymous. You're not investigating it for clues. You're just holding it close to your heart. And then she's like, you got me into bed. And he's like, yeah, let's talk about that. You went on one date with the guy. And uh, yeah, He calls her a hoe. No. And so she was a single lady who was into a single he fella. There was no. Her- her and he was wrong. She's not a hoe. Just because she slept with the guy on the first date, that's fine. I, I didn't say that she was a hoe. Ain't no I shame in her game. I'm saying she's still not allowed to hit him. He's pissed too because she just wanted Chris's pretty face, so yeah. he calls her a hoe. And he's like, eyes. no, you didn't figure it out because you wanted it all. You wanted the romance, you wanted the words, but you wanted it to be in that cute little package with that cute little butt and that cute little nose. And uh, she America's tells him ass. to get out. He's, she says, Chris never could have seduced me. And he's like, that's what I was telling Dixie. And she's like, you told Dixie. But he didn't really tell Dixie. No. Like, she doesn't know. <laughs> like, he makes it sound like Dixie was aware, which is mean. But Dixie did not know that this is what was going down. No. Let's be real. She and would clearly have so she knows pissed. something is going down. She's the one that pushed that letter under your door. <laughs> Let me tell you. Damn. You remember the part in High Fidelity when Joan Cusack finds that, like, comes and is like, you son of a bitch. And he's like, all right, so she talked to Laura. And mm-hmm. she learned th- one, one of three things. <laughs> one, if not all, of the following three pieces of information. Mm-hmm. That's what Dixie would have done mm-hmm. if she knew this. Which yeah. is, and it popped in my head. <laughs> and that she knew her, which is true. She calls him a liar. And he says, I wasn't lying. I was trying to tell you how I feel about you. And she says, it's a lousy way to do it. She tells him to get out. But they're already on the porch. So he's like, we are out. You go in. She does. <laughs> I mean, that, that was a really good line. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, you want to know what the rest of the letter said? P.S. I was kidding. <laughs> Which is so petty and childlike. I love that. Because <laughs> I'm a petty person. Then he says he's going to leave in 10 seconds and starts counting down. Once he starts, though, he gets to number six, 
And he smells something. <laughs> There's a fire. Yeah. In Brazil. So he goes to the fire station, because that's where every fire in this movie has been. It's true. <laughs> I mean, if you're looking for a fire, unfortunately. But there is no fire at the fire station. So he, the guys are like, Chris took his stuff, he left, and he's not listening to them. He's like, where's the fire? Where's the fire? Well, he's like, there's a fire somewhere. Get your gear. Let's go. And then we see him jogging down the road. Looking for the fire with his nose. And we hear the the music, (laughs) which is a great, this is an inspired soundtrack choice. It's a piece of classical music that if you hear it, you'll recognize it, but I don't know what it's called. It's a minute waltz, isn't it? It's it's definitely a a waltz. But you see the... You hear the music and you see him jogging and sniffing and then you yeah. see the fire truck going in like five miles an hour <laughs> And they discover that it's the barn where Bossy the cow is being kept yeah. is on fire. As soon as they get there, it's a blaze. Yeah. <laughs> now, did anybody else think this was kind of like an homage to Mrs. O'Leary's cow? No, no. Okay. I just was like, that cow's dead. So. I really, I was. You would have died of smoke inhalation. I expect yeah. them to be eating steaks at the end. <laughs> <laughs> they don't ever this really. This cow show... does not survive that fire. No. <laughs> they show the cow, but they don't. They you really... hear it, and but then it's they, at don't re- they don't at rescue the... it though. When they're celebrating, the cow is there. I know. <laughs> you don't see them trying to get the cow no. out of the burning building. You don't. They open the door, and the flames come. <laughs> Beating oxygen in that fire. And that cow but is they, just mooing. But I don't know much about fighting fires, but that's probably bad. But when there is a fire, I know you they never, do it right, though. You yeah. never die they have the they training that fire. Chris, if you say nothing then else, Chris really helped whip this fire it, department into shape. Yeah, he did. He did. Your lungs don't do so well with smoke. So, anyways, they really? go and celebrate at Dixie's with flaming shots. They're shot, real shot, firefighters shot, now. Shot, they put shot, out a fire. Then, uh,. At the celebration, CD tells Dixie that he needs to talk to her. Well, he busts Dixie. <laughs> we don't see them talk. I but saw But when him. <laughs> he leaves, like, they seem to still be I bet you like robots. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Like, they had it out a little bit, but they're cool now. The podcast, podcast I listened to said that today because it was Harmon Town and he was talking about stuff and somebody said something in to a kid and he was like I bet you like GoBots and like nobody got it so he, went, he was all pissed he's like you guys don't know fucking movies what are you gonna quote when you grow up Twilight he goes Link the Weapon's a fucking classic and he started getting all mad it was funny as shit He's uh, going that to the round crowd. We all would have gotten it. Yeah. I like when Carly cl- uh, quotes I mean, his weapon. I saw him. I it's saw the best. him. <laughs> I know like, that, Sarge. You're welcome. I, I want to be like, my work I, here I is done. I would like to retroactively <laughs> change my favorite line in that movie to, I saw him. Because <laughs> that's the one I, I remember. <laughs> I still want to know what the fuck they were going to do with all that warm eggnog. <laughs> Drink it. I think we should probably just watch the weapon again. That sounds good. Right, so and drink warm eggnog while we do it. CD we'll goes home part. and he sits on his roof. It's not Christmas. And while he sits, Roxanne comes up to the house and starts reciting one of his letters. She tells him that she got to thinking about what attracted her to Chris. Yes, of course she liked the way he looked at first. But when it, it became more and more about how he made her feel. Romantic, intelligent, feminine. But it wasn't him. It was CD the whole time. And she tells him that these other men have flat, featureless faces. No character, no fire, no nose. She loves his big, beautiful nose. You have a big nose. She loves his nose, and she loves him. He comes down. 
he messes with her like they can't kiss because of his nose, but they figure it out. And they Which go into his house and make it. The no, they go into his house. He's like, oh, no, the door's locked. Good thing I have keys. <laughs> <laughs> and then she tells him that she names the comet Charlie after her dad. <laughs> What'd you think, Ben? <laughs> she, she's not ready. <laughs> Elaine got flustered. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> Benjamin. All right, let's see. My favorite character was CD. No, you don't. Steve Martin gets one of the best performances of his career. Okay. My least favorite character was Chris. I've simply never liked Rick Rosevich, and I'm happy Slider never made it into Top Gun Maverick. Which he did not. No. None of them did except... um, Hollywood. My favorite scene was the 20 jokes scene in the bar. What? Iceman. My the favorite line was... Oh, uh, that was Hollywood. Hollywood, yeah. My favorite line was, your name wouldn't happen to be Dick, would it? Mm-hmm. My favorite tertiary object was the tennis racket CD uses to beat the hell out of Kevin Nealon with. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> I'm like, is that I, Kevin Nealon? He gives us a yay and says, happy birthday, Carly. Cheers, Ben. Cheers. <laughs> yeah, that's how he signed off his email. Feel like I should start signing off my work emails with cheers, Ben. Do you think they get it? <laughs> no. no, I, don't. I mean, there's an automatic signature at the bottom of all of my work yeah, emails that say my name, one. my position, my store number, and my contact details. So when I send emails, I don't end with cheers, but I start with greetings and salutations. Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. I really want to always start them with. My dudes, because okay. usually I'm just sending emails to the other people I work with, letting I, them know I about, hey, this happened at work today. So one that person all... has ever <laughs> mentioned it to me. Like, is that from Beetlejuice? Or I'll also accept the Heathers? No one has ever said that? <laughs> Not one. That's depressing. <laughs> That's like nobody yet has asked me where Hundo P comes from. I keep asking them to say, someone to ask me, why do you always say Hundo P? Because I want to tell them about Fire Saga. <laughs> Nobody ever does. Okay. All right, so Ben gives it a yay. I've written it down. It's canon. All right, well, what about you, Elaine? <laughs> oh, sure. Just Elaine, keep going. <laughs> uh, Why don't we give ours to Elaine, too? My favorite character is CD. I really like Steve Martin. He's very charming in this. Uh, my least favorite character is Chris. Uh, my favorite scene is the jokes at the bar scene. Damn it. Although I also really like when he is on the roof with that kid. Um, my favorite tertiary object is the nose cards. <laughs> um, special mention, again, of his pants. His least favorite tertiary object, because my God. And then my favorite line is when he says, I love you. I have breathed you in, and I am suffocating. Mm. Which is bad. Romantic and terrifying. <laughs> but it's good. I like this movie a lot. I would watch it again right now. It's good. In fact, I think we need to put it on so that Carly can perp- can see that those are fucking skis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because my rental ran out. I rented really it on Monday it. when I was not at work and did my notes Monday and Tuesday. And that's it. Yeah. We watched it yesterday while you guys were playing golf. Mm-hmm. Or while Tony was playing golf with Joe. Speaking of golf, next Thursday. What's next Thursday? New course. Oh. Ooh, next Thursday? Mm-hmm. I hope my game stops good. <laughs> All right. All right, John. Oh, I thought it was going to be... Okay, so my favorite character is also CD, because Steve Martin. 
My least favorite character is also Chris because he sucks. I'm off on Thursday. <laughs> I'm not. What is it? But you guys don't care about Okay, that. great. Actually, I'm going to the zoo on Thursday. <laughs> no, I like the zoo. We're going on a field trip. <laughs> I love the zoo. I would go with you to the zoo not right the new now. Zoo. That's from uh, Police Academy yeah. 2. <laughs> the old zoo, not the new zoo. My favorite scene is also going to be the bar scene where it counts down to 20 better jokes and then That's whoops his scene. ass. Um, my favorite uh, tertiary object is Damon Wayans. Okay. Because, is that Damon Wayans? Holy shit, that's Damon Wayans. Yeah. And my favorite line is, I like your shoes. God damn it, John. I don't have to go. As much as I like your shoes, I like a pair of them myself, I would not like to be in them. I've always wanted to say that to someone. Mm. Never have. I don't have any cause to say anything like that. Say to one of your kids when they're in trouble, like, hey, I like your Actually, shoes. one of my students wears very nice shoes all the time. <laughs> and one of the cafeteria workers is always like, I'll give you your food, but you got to give me your shoes. <laughs> and, wow. That's, that's... There's a whole running joke. Every time that man sees us, like, if we're walking on the track, he's like, take your shoes off. <laughs> and I will also yay this movie because I've always enjoyed it. That's why we have it on DVD. Mm-hmm. All right, Tony. Who doesn't have to go? I don't. Well, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. My favorite character is CD. Mm-hmm. Least favorite character is Chuck and Chris. Mm-hmm. My favorite line is, I really admire your shoes. <laughs> <laughs> or, I got a backup is, I was afraid of worms. <laughs> My favorite scene is the bar, 20-something betters. My favorite tertiary object is either the record player or the MG that Sandy drives. My dad had that car. It was pretty cool. It is a nice car. My least favorite tertiary object is the Christmas tree ornaments Roxanne wears when she's sitting on the porch talking to <laughs> Chris that I'm like, those are the ugliest earrings I've ever seen. <laughs> because normally I see them on a tree. They're cupids. <laughs> they're giant cupids. Like, I thought they were Christmas cookies that stuck to her ear somehow. But no, <laughs> I'm like, why are you wearing cupid earrings? Her, one of her hairstyles June. was yes. this braid, right? Mm-hmm. And the braid was so tiny, like a rat tail... And it was so loose. It was like, why is your hair even in a braid? And it would just flap around. It drove like, I was like, you need to change your hair. So I understand about the earrings. And I will yeah, the movie. I love this movie. Oh, cool. Sorry. All right. My favorite character was Dixie. Dixie? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't think that I would she like CD as a person. He's, he's, he's a lot. I think I would like him to be on. But Dixie betrayed her, her god brother. No, she didn't. No, she, she did. thought she, she was helping. She was trying to help him. She, she thought been, she was going to help him get laid. somebody you haven't killed. And it did help well, him. Don't do me no favors. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Shelly Duvall is very underrated. I mean, look at her in Popeye. Shelly Duvall's work in The Shining was legendary. Because he's large. Okay, anyways. That was so bad. She's like, I'm never acting again. My least favorite That's Carly's. You know how we joke about how John's secret favorite movie is oh, Victoria no. and Abdul? Yeah. No. Carly's secret favorite movie is Popeye. Mm. Because all the time, and she's large. Now, and, that might be a secret favorite song, but I still fucking <laughs> 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 If I had a secret that favorite movie, it would same. not be Victoria and it Abdul. It would be Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd. <laughs> <laughs> now, that ain't a secret anymore. It's not anymore. a secret. I was just saying... <laughs> Everybody knows that you love I'm that I'm sorry movie. to interrupt your, your That's okay. Keep going. My least favorite character is Chuck. Ugh, I 
hated but that fur coat <laughs> my <laughs> favorite scene was the first letter writing scene <laughs> i liked the way he was legitimately just trying to help him reword his thoughts into something more palatable and how it turned into like it grew too big but in the beginning it was very innocent like i'll just help you write a letter yeah snowballed into my favorite line was um gain more sessions by sleeving and she says, what is that? Or he says, what does that mean? And she says, I don't know. That's why I came out. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Well, gain more sessions by sleeving. <laughs> yeah, like, all right, I got to find What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> and my favorite tertiary object was the nose cards. <laughs> <laughs> that was They're lame. so good. Yeah. And, I'm, well, I guess I could say the old-ass computer was my second. The well, old-ass computer. Did hey, you that was yay, state yay, of the art. I will yay it. Yeah. All right, Ben, way to go. I don't have the nostalgia for it that you guys do, but it was enjoyable. She wasn't born yet. <laughs> no, which is why I was curious I if you would like it or not, because you have no nostalgia. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> you weren't watching this movie when it came out. I don't think I like it as much as you guys, but I did enjoy it. I was going to go... And I did watch it three times in two days. That's true. So you definitely like it. My favorite tertiary object... I picked the uh, nose cards after I learned that the last nose was Steve Martin's nose. Because that made me think that that was a really cool thing. Because up until then, it was going to be the fur coat. Well, I guess it's not straight. He didn't have a big nose. He's a midget. But then I was reading the trivia. So, yeah. I think we should check that out, dear. Peter Dinklage. Oh, Amanda really likes it. She was. I do want to see it. I think it would be interesting. We'll watch it this weekend. I do like... Peter Dinklage, I think he's a very good actor. Well, that's what he does. This is the, what is it called? It's called, uh, Ander Shonen Blauen Donau Waltzer 3314. <laughs> it's Johann Strauss Waltz number 314. <laughs> what did you say? Earn more it, sessions by sleeving. Yes, I did. <laughs> it has a, it has a, I don't, Strauss, I think was German. It has some kind of German name in name. another language, which I think is German, but could be Dutch for all I know. Yeah, who knows? But it's Waltz number Japanese. <laughs> so. All right. Well, please find us on Facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast. Or you too could have a pick if you email us at unmovie movie at unmovie movie at unmovie podcast They're never gonna email us. We would love to hear from you. And if you email Unmovie movie, you're yep. not gonna get us. <laughs> you're gonna get some other podcasts. It's not as cool. <laughs> and tune the- in next week on the podcast for Elaine's pick. <laughs> really? I love when you guys get lost. On I'm it. gonna keep us in the Wayback Machine. Oh, oh. Is it a Daryl Hannah movie because we can get a, a hat no. trick for Daryl Hannah. No, but I am gonna stay with fun movies I have nostalgia for, and I'm gonna go with. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Nice. Oh, oh uh, Rick Moranis. I've Rick, seen that. Rick Moranis <laughs> action. Also, if you email me within 24 hours of this episode with your thoughts on Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, they will get into the episode about Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. But 24 hours with, uh, when this uh, episode goes live, Audra like, and Ben. Which could be like six days from now. And anybody else who listens to us and wants to... Boom, boom. Boom. Tell us their thoughts. I mean, we have listeners, oh, people that download this podcast that are not Audra and Ben. Please tell us your thoughts. We're very intrigued by who you could possibly be. Wow, now you sound desperate. 